MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Little boy's dream came true. <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah. Casey got to use a jackhammer. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Was, was this for the tool shed? Uh, no, 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 no. no. The, the shed has already been installed. Right. Uh, you know, I was using other tools for that. Uh, no, but uh, fence that it needs to be installed. So I have concrete getting put down. I had I had to get the fence post installed before the concrete gets laid. Jackhammer is awesome, isn't it? It is. I wish. The only problem is I wish I had rented one sooner. Right. Uh, because Just I had, for parties. Well, no, no. I, well, maybe. Yeah. But I had to bust through concrete. I had right. to bust through the existing driveway to dig these holes to get the fence post in. So I got the one fence post in, and then I, we went over to the other side. And when I was digging... You were using a sledgehammer. I was using a sledgehammer. Break which up the concrete. That, by the way, was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Um, you can take out all of your aggression, and, you know, you do that on the driveway. And, and then I went to the other side, and I busted through the concrete, and I used a little post digger, and I got maybe six to eight inches uh, into the dirt, and there was more concrete there. And because of the way the concrete and, and the driveway, I couldn't get my sledgehammer yeah, down there. you can't get there. the sledgehammer down into a hole. Yeah, yep. you realize at this point you need to go big. Well, Which, we, by yeah. the way, can, before we get to the jackhammer, can yeah. I can I share some insight on uh, uh, Casey? I, so I went with him yeah. uh, to buy supplies. Right. We went to Lowe's. Casey came yeah. by and, and picked me up. And so we went, and he's like, you know, I'm asking, what do you got to get? He's like, I got to get this post. I got to get some concrete. I got to get, you know, a post digger and so on. Right. And so... It's so funny because Casey operates in a way that is so foreign to me that uh, so this, you need the, the purchasing, the selection. The, well, we all of it. All of it. So yeah. we go into Lowe's. And, I have a system. All right. Let me just say I have a system. But his system, <laughs> right. Casey's system is walking up to other shoppers and going, hey, have you ever mixed concrete before? How do I do that? Oh, my God. I kid you not. Right, right, yeah. How much am I going to need? What kind of job are you doing? Well, this and that. Yeah. Like... Listen. Went into it. Hang on a second. Okay. Went, went into it just basically knowing he needs to buy supplies, but not knowing exactly what supplies to get or what to do with them. Did yeah. you research it prior to going? I found it interesting. Yeah. It ended up working out great because, yeah. A, I would never approach strangers like right. that. Casey approaches strangers as if they're close friends, right, yeah. which is a gift that he has. He's great. I'm not knocking it yeah, at all. But um, but I'm mean, and and as soon as it starts leaving his mouth, I'm like almost want to cover up my face and go, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and but, then he goes, he goes, oh my god, it worked. But the people <laughs> there were more than willing to. And these are shoppers. These yeah. are not people Funny. working at Lowe's. These are shoppers. Casey just looked at what they happen to have, and they the, that dude looks like he knows what he's doing. You size them up, Preston. But but you size them up within. Ten seconds, like you immediately go over to them. I'm, and so, I'm just here with my grandson. <laughs> and immediately they're like, well, here's first. You're going to need to do this. You're going to yeah. mix it with water. You're going to get it to like a paste-like consistency. And then, and then yeah. people that weren't even asked started chiming in on that yeah, as well. I, that I, were standing in line. I think he picked, and there's this is probably even another full topic, Preston, because that is the kind of place where you can get that response. To me, it would be akin to being like in, in, a, in a record store if you said... I like this kind of you know, people yeah. just want to. They want to, right? But contribute. I would never do that. I, I would. I would be I pulling up videos on yeah. YouTube. Oh, exactly would, what do I go need with your list already? I go yeah. there. Oh, yes. I would have a list of everything, and because I also wouldn't. 
I wouldn't trust that person. Like, what? I don't know who that person is and what they've done. Well, that's they... why you got to size them up. You look right. at the shoes. Okay, yeah. this dude. Have you ever built a house that's collapsed? This dude is wearing boots that looks like it has, uh, you know, some uh, cement uh, residue on. You're it looking for telltale like contractors. Contractor right. type of shirt, right? right, right? Yes. The t-shirt with the front right. pocket, right? You know, all of that sort the of stuff. It's you know, you just you size them up. You go and you kind of pay them a little bit of a compliment. You go, you look hot. Yes. Yeah. It works for on everybody. <laughs> you look you look really muscular. Um, you know? Hey, here's a text. This uh-huh. says, "Holy s! I thought that was him." No way. <laughs> Casey, remember you were talking to me about my sister. Was she hot? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Nick, well, Nick now sent he's got to call in. Nick yeah, sent him the phone yeah, call number. Call in if you can. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Nick sent him the phone number, so maybe he'll call That's in. That's funny. So yeah. I do a little bit of research, <laughs> but I really, I need to, like, be able to have an open dialogue with somebody in order to, like, really understand it. And then also, I, uh, and I was telling Preston, like, my neighbor's probably going to help me out, but I can't just assume that he's going to. Right, right. My neighbor helped me out. There you go. <laughs> no, listen, so he yeah, came still, over. There's yeah. nothing wrong. We yeah. talked about it, the mistake yeah. of not asking for help when you need it. Yeah. But, it but in the process to go and purchase the necessary materials, right, right. Casey just went in completely blind. Wow. See, now I would not do that. I would, I would have watched a few videos. I would yeah. have also put together a preliminary list, and then I would have asked for additional information when right. I was there. I wouldn't go in completely cold. Yeah. But God bless you. Apparently it worked, right? But it was pretty funny because I was talking to the one guy and then the dude behind him. Can you him, pay for this? <laughs> the dude behind him couldn't help himself. He was like, you know, you really don't even have to like mix that yeah, concrete in that yeah. little thing. Yeah, you, know? you don't need a tub. You just pour it right in the hole and mix it in there. The hell the are guy... you talking about? Of course you got to do that. And then the first guy was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah, you can do that. I was like, He's yeah. like, it's going to rain tonight, so it'll be pretty good. You know? yeah. I was like, okay, man. <laughs> and it not, ended up working out. Not Listen, my approach. Why don't we go out for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> So let's get to what the jack, the jackhammer part, right? So we get. What are to, you doing right now? We get to the part of the hole where we realize I can't get in here with a sledgehammer. Right. We don't know how far this concrete goes. We don't know what the concrete's for. We don't know if it's a sub driveway. Right. If it's part of a you know footer for um, the other fence post for my neighbor's fence. You've got decisions to make. We got decisions to make. So, so do you rent a, you rent a jackhammer? So we start driving to like Lowe's, right. back where I made all those friends that Preston was talking about, right. and um, <laughs> and. Lowe's is not answering the phone. Home Depot is not answering the phone. There is one. Does your number come up? No. There's one. Well, no. It's Listen, in. corporations don't answer phones. Don't anymore. answer that. It's all automated. So there's there's this one hard, tiny little hardware store yeah. in Wildwood Crest that, dude, they have everything. I pull in here. I go, listen, let me just pull in here to see if they know where to get one, right? Yeah. I go, hey, uh, you know where I can rent a, uh, a jackhammer? And they were like, hang on one second. And they got a jackhammer out of the back, and I rented it from them. It was, you just plug it into the wall. Like, you didn't, you know, no right. fuss, no muss. I rented it. I plugged it into the wall. I, I jackhammed. It was awesome. Jackhammed. <laughs> and, and not only did I jackham, but then my neighbor and then Chuck there as well. It, you, you were having a, a, a jack party. Yeah, we were yeah. Ja- we were all jacking off on the um, <laughs> the, uh, the driveway. Yeah. Dude, it was great. Uh, but I, so I jackhammed. <laughs> we just had a huge jack party. It was great. Me and my guys. <laughs> jacked all over the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my, my, my two guys, three oh guys. Oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I've been jacking yeah. all afternoon. You guys want to get in the circle for this? Or? Well, we kind of were in the jack? circle, to tell you the truth uh so i jackhammed and then my neighbor i was like do you want a piece of this and he's like absolutely no, so, ja- so Listen, he- i have some chain in the garage it's got daisies painted on it why don't you bring that out here what the daisy chain okay i'll go grab that so so joe my neighbor jackhammed and then uh chuck was like i need
to get a piece of this as well. Yeah. So he did it as well. What and is it about the jackhammer that is is because it is is destructive? It's but it's controlled. Right. And when I've used one, uh, it, it's it is cool. You noisy. can't argue with that noisy, noisy. Yeah. But like it just. I mean, compared nice. to what we did with the A, the sledgehammer, and then B, like, uh, my neighbor Joe had this other right. kind of, like, it was like a drill, but not really a drill. Those things, I mean, it, it took a lot of work. The jackhammer, you were just like... Yeah, yeah. And it just busted it apart. I love that sound. It was... Except if it's on your street at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, then that sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's almost what that sounds like. Did my friend from Lowe's call in yet? No, no. Yeah, but here's a couple of texts. This says, uh, my, this is different than Casey. It says, my dad will just ask customers what they're doing there and give his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I go, to, I go to a True Value, True Value on Ridge, and it's the same. And I go to, I go to Home Depot as well. Yeah. But it's, it's the same dynamic. People want to chime in and let you know. Here's another one that says, I am a professional contractor. I have heard the worst and stupid advice ever <laughs> given at the big box stores by people. So you got to be careful what you yeah. do here. But fortunately, there were a think. couple of people concurring. Yeah. What I thought about asking was, what piece of machinery would you love to... Uh, Oof. Would you love to try to operate? I want sometime? a bobcat. I want to do a bobcat. You want to do? Yeah, That'd yeah. Be pretty fun, right? Yeah. yeah. I do, there, there's a few. Hey, remember the um, <laughs> during the winter? Yeah. And that guy had that little that plow that cart that you could stand yeah. on or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. You were all excited. I was like, if hey, you're Mr. talking about commercial equipment, the jackhammer's pretty badass. Is it something you 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 can ride in anything? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the Bobcat is just it's um it's smaller, right? Yeah. So I I would feel more comfortable doing that than let's say like a backhoe. Do you know what I dug honestly? Like the, when I was doing the forklift, the, especially the one with the telescoping arm, mm. that was as badass as you could. I mean, I love that. You remember pressing the compound? Uh-huh. It was so cool. You, be, you got surgical on that. Uh, yeah, I got surgical, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, the fact that you have that kind of lifting power on that sort of thing. What what would what's in your you know um, like I I, I want to go to was it Diggerland yes Diggerland. I, I want to use those freaking heavy machinery I got to think a uh, heavy machines a, a crane with a wrecking ball on it oh uh, yeah would be uh, yes would be pretty badass yes to be actually to swing that thing and knock down a wall yeah would be pretty awesome. This says we have a jackhammer on our bobcat. What's a uh, bobcat is what you're talking about, Case, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. get a jackhammer yes. on that thing. Have you ever seen those attachments? This thing's a beast. Wow. Not on a bobcat, I haven't. I've seen them on, on like a backhoe. On a backhoe where you can uh, yeah. you know chip away. They had to use that to for our pool. Preston and Fisher up in the up in the studio here. Oh yes. That is cool. That's how you get inside. Yeah. That's wow. how you knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And and like a good old fashioned bulldozer. Would be uh, a bulldozer, pretty badass. Yeah, I like the idea of a wrecking ball, though. We were there was a time when we were looking at attempting to, and obviously insurance would have been an issue. But playing the crane game, I wanted to do with that. real with a real, real crane, crane, real cars. We could not get anybody. We to could sign not on that. get yet. Yeah, well, what we wanted to do is we wanted to suspend a person yeah, on it, right? On like a, uh, yeah. a harness of some type, and then their friend would be able to lower them down into right a big. Uh, Container of prizes that we would have, and they and could grab. Just grab as much as they wanted to out of it. But we couldn't find any. If you own a crane, yes, and you can facilitate that, get in touch with us because we'd like to do it. But there was the, the, the this insurance thing. Listen, it w- also the caveat is if you're okay with bending the law and flouting. <laughs> 
Well, you know. so that's the thing. There's it's the, a risk-reward thing. Yeah. It is absolutely. You you're going to get it. You're going to get a T-shirt. Yeah, come on. You're hanging a person, and then you're asking someone who has absolutely no experience to operate the I machinery. Had, uh, so, Kathy, I just completely Why give not? up my dream of, of the rectal thermometer on a forklift. I'm going to go to Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Good morning. Good morning. Durka, durka, durka. Durka, durka, What's up, Mindy? Hey, so we went up to New Hampshire to visit my cousin, and he was doing some work on his property. And my husband got to use a backhoe. Backhoe. And he said he could die happy now. <laughs> mm. So, so yes, a backhoe is. I mean, especially like when they when they dig a, a hole for a for a pool. When you see them doing that, yep, it's pretty badass. Nice. Yeah, and I and I also get to use a scissor lift at work, so that's pretty cool. Ah. Those are fun. I've I've only I've never used a scissor lift. I've just used the um, the cherry picker, which is cool too, which is a blast. Yeah. But a scissor lift is pretty awesome because you can get way the hell up there, man. The yeah, cherry pick, cherry picking is going further though. We used to go up really high on that. We we've had them impressed at the amount of companies that would hand over keys to heavy equipment to us at the camp out. Why did they even do that? Why would they I trust mean, us? like, didn't even train us or anything. Nothing. Just like, give us the keys. Here you go. Have fun. <laughs> we could have killed people. Yeah, but we did. We did. We fed people. Here's a text that says, uh, heavy equipment operator here, for the love of God, it's not called a Bobcat. A Bobcat is a brand. It's called a skid steer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, I, I want. I don't want any off-brand. Yeah, he wants steer. the real thing. The bobcat, bro. Yeah. What, what's his, a skid mark? What is it called? <laughs> skid steer. Skid steer. Skid steer. Okay. I remember that from Jace's book when he was like one. <laughs> wow. Look at Kathy knows the stuff we don't know. I would use a skid steer to uh, maybe install a hot water heater. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get in trouble yeah, for people, that too. People right. freak out when I you see hot water. You don't need to heat hot water. I want to get a hot water heater and I want to put it in the back of a Ridgeline pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, those aren't trucks. Oh my God! Hey! The music means only one thing. <laughs> Bill Weston, man about town, is sashayed into the studio. Hey, man. I really enjoyed Casey's uh, recollection of renting a jackhammer. Yeah, uh-huh. thank you. I, I'm in that club. You are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Busted up a concrete wall many years ago. Okay. But I also rented a piece of equipment um, when I was at a radio station in Buffalo, <laughs> and there was a uh, hoity-toity art festival. It's called the Allentown Art Festival. Right. And for the radio station, we saying, let's do something kind of anti-whatever. Art. So we were going to do crushed fruit art. Right. Right? Okay. He's <laughs> stupid. I rented okay. a steamroller. Whose idea was that? Steamroller. I rented okay. a steamroller. No way! You did you get to run it? it? I did. I so, was so that this, I was the guy. You would you would put a bunch of fruit on a on a yeah. cardboard thing, and then I'd roll over the fruit, and then you could. It was stupid. Let, okay. No, Letterman gotcha. used to do it. Letterman did it all the time. They would steamroll all sorts of stuff. That's probably where I stole the idea from. But <laughs> I went to the rental place mm-hmm. with my forerunner, my '87 forerunner with a four cylinder engine. And I had a trailer hitch, and I backed up to the trailer, and I drove down the Skajakwood Expressway in Buffalo with a steamroller behind me what? to the art festival. Right. Now, it wasn't one of like the huge double, it's the more pers- like a personal yeah. steamroller. But it was probably I don't know, fifteen feet okay. long. It was called the, the Lady Steamroller. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> it was smaller, <laughs> more feminine, but it was very satisfying. To when like we did the the camp out for hunger over here at the Adams Mark, when they used to be around, they brought a steamroller in. For us to just play with. I drove that thing all over the place. And it was one of the big ones. Yeah. It I wasn't mean, the little bit. It was huge. Once you get And it, it would vibrate, too. There was a special a button that you would hit, and it would cause... 
would start vibrating. Uh, let me go to some. We, you would not believe how many people are actually sitting in these equipments as uh, these pieces of equipment as we speak. I have Sean is in a piece of heavy machinery right now. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good morning, you gang. How good morning, you bud. We're good. All right, what are you? Uh, what are you operating, Sean? I'm in a 300. I'm a Volvo 300 excavator right now. It uh. It has a, a grapple on the end of it that could probably pick up your house and crush it. <laughs> Dude, so can you make any engine noise with it? Can you do something we can hear, or is that possible? Uh, no, I'm actually loading recyclables right now into a truck. It's. Uh, can you pop a wheelie? <laughs> uh, you would. You would have to go on the other side of the plant. We have concrete crushers over there that you would. You would just love. You concrete crushers. Hey, don't you? Well, you got to be honest, there, Sean. When you're doing, don't. Can you possibly feel more manly when you're doing stuff like that? Oh, I love it. Being behind <laughs> the controls of this thing, and what 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 you would like, Preston, is. The cab on this that I'm sitting in, you push a button and it goes 30 feet in the air so you can see what you're loading into this Oh, truck. wow. I love that. Hey, Sean, how does one become a heavy machinery operator? Uh, well, when I got married, my father-in-law was in the business, and he got me into it, and I went to school, and I've been doing this for about 26 years now. What type of what type of school do you have to, to attend? I didn't know if you needed a certain driver certification or operator's license. Well, if you get into the union, they have their own school. They have their own schools right there, and you can get your operator's license. You have to operate three pieces of equipment during a test and pass all three, and then you get your operator's license. What, you what, don't have to have a license to work non-union or anything. You just apply for a job all right. as long as you have experience in doing it. What, un, uh, what union is that you're speaking of, Sean? Well, they have a, the Operating Engineers Union. There's one. I'm in Jersey. There's one in Jersey. There's a couple in PA. It's the Operating Engineers Union. They're pretty hard to get into, but... Uh, they do a lot of like the, the Scudders Falls Bridge are doing a lot of work over there with the cranes and all that kind of good stuff. So okay. yeah, my nephew, uh, my nephew up in New York went to a basically a trade school for heavy machinery. Oh, and, that's and, exactly what it is. Yeah. We're going to plumbing trade school. Or they have operating engineers trade school. Okay, also, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, and, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Preston, go tear something up. Tear it up, man. Yeah. My nephew is one of these kids that was right from five, six years old. You know, watching truck videos yeah. and, and all this stuff, yeah. and, and the big, you know, the big Fisher, you know, books with the big pictures, and followed straight through. Has has always been in love with these heavy machines. And I loved uh, uh, Tonka toys when I Tonkas, was a kid. Remember yes, those things? Absolutely. Remember there was a commercial where an elephant actually stood on yes. one of the trucks. It was like, the dump truck. That's how. Uh, yeah. That's how secure. You know, heavy those things were. They do the same thing for the Goop product line. I'm going to go to Seth, who's uh, in a piece of machinery right now. Hey, Seth, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What uh, what apparatus are you operating? I am sitting in a T-61 bulldozer. T-61 bulldozer? Yeah, it's a Kamatsu. Oh, okay. Um, and what, what type of work are you doing with it, Seth? Uh, right now, I'm, we're doing a development up in Quakertown, townhouses. Uh, I am doing uh, grading roads. All right, do us, roads. do us a favor. Knock down a house that you're not supposed to. Knock. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? what you, you, you could topple a house with that, correct? Uh, yeah, I take it down trees, houses. Hey, I, I have a question. I love I have it. A question, Seth. When you know, I, I live out in an area where they've done a lot of development, and sometimes when they're working and and big on big projects like roads and so on, um, I've seen them uh, a, a, a huge mound of earth that they will build that actually has ramps that will go up. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they uh, basically back the dump trucks up there, and they just keep keep dumping, keep building it higher. Like that massive one they have on the, the side of the turnpike in uh, Harleysville there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So have you ever had to, because I would think that that's, it's got to be dangerous to create something like that because it could fall apart. They've had accidents. You're getting heavy machinery up there. Have you ever worked on anything like that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've pretty much run any kind of machinery out there. Yeah. Hey, uh, yep. Seth, I just got a text that says, tell Seth to get back to work. Uh, he works for my brother-in-law, <laughs> and it is not break time <laughs> that they will build. So that's your brother-in-law, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks, thank you. We appreciate it, Seth. Good talking to you, bud. Have fun at work. Uh, somebody is sitting in a crane right now. Yeah, let me go to. Uh, I'm going to go to Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, bud. So you're in a crane right now. Yes, I am. Where are you working? Uh, down on 95 uh, near the airport. What what kind of crane is it, Brandon? Is it is it where you're down on the ground or are you up high on it? Whether you when they're building high rises. I am down on the ground right now. All right. All right. How how high I up? Do not, I do not want to go up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> how, how high up does that crane go? Uh, it's 110 feet up in the air. <laughs> Wow. So, so you have no desire. Like I've seen, like the the guys who work down at, say, like uh, at the shipyards or uh, cargo, offloading cargo off of, uh, you know, uh, freight ships. Uh, you see those things where they're up. It seems like they're up like twenty stories in this small cockpit. That's something that does not appeal to you at all. Uh, no, I have friends that do it, and uh, I. They'll, they'll pick things up, and they're bent over so far, they're looking straight at the ground as they're picking things up. Yeah, no, and that's not for you. I don't, no, I'm good. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my feet on the ground. Okay. <laughs> Brandon, you know, I mean, uh, workplace safety is, is huge in your industry, and, and I would imagine that even though people are following the rules, have you occasionally seen someone out where they're not supposed to be when you're out swinging a wrecking ball around? Oh, yeah. Um it's one of those things too when you're picking things up. The guy before was saying about feeling it in your butt. Yep. Uh, we we say if, if you can't pick and your outriggers come up a little bit, just keep on picking it until you get back down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, I picked up things that weigh fifty thousand pounds. Fifty thousand pounds. And it and it's no issue. You know, just just keep on going until you feel until you feel your butt back on the ground. I used to love. I I had a Tonka crane as a kid. It was one of my one of my favorites. You know, because you could you could yeah. winch it up and the whole thing. Preston, do you remember the audio That's you cool. played? Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. It was from the guy who was on a crane on top of a building as yeah. a lightning storm was bearing down on him. Yes. He called his wife yeah. and said he loved her yeah. because he was anticipating being destroyed by lightning. that or a tornado or something, but I, I remember that. He yeah, was yeah. saying his goodbyes. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty sobering. I mean, if you're on a if you're on a building above the building on a crane, yeah, you're the tallest yeah, thing. Yeah, yep. Um, let me go. Hang on here. I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, bud. Says you work for a crane company. Yeah, I work for a local crane company. Um, oh. You know, you guys are trying to. What are you trying to do? Play with a play with the stick with the crane a little bit. <laughs> play, yes. play with the crane a little bit. Yeah. So the idea was. Hey, Mister. We had this a couple of years ago, and we thought it was going to happen, and yeah. it fell apart. We wanted to actually uh, have a harness hooked onto someone, and we can hang them from the crane. And you know the old crane game where you where you lower it down, you pick stuff up, and you take it over, you drop it in the chute, you win it. Yeah. We were going to do the same thing, only with a person on the end of that, and we drop them down into this 
this area filled with prizes and whatever they could pick up and hold on to. They, we would bring them over and then drop them, and they could keep what they wanted. So, but uh, there was always this pesky insurance stuff. Yeah, yeah. what's with the law? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, uh, I can definitely talk to the insurance company that we work with and see if there's something we can work out for you. If you hang on the line, yes. Mike, we're going to get your information. Okay. <laughs> You're saying there's hey, a chance. Do you, do you have smaller <laughs> cranes, not just the big hundred footers? Uh, we got uh, any size you want. Do really? You, do you have yeah, the Fraser we didn't, need, crane. we didn't need a really big one. No. No, yeah. no, no. no. The, higher, the higher, the better. Guys, the I, I, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's let's take someone up 50 stories. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike, hang on. We're going to get your information. I wonder, Bruce is going to talk what, to you. What is the tallest crane? Oh, uh, dude, I don't know. But I mean, I've they, seen they, a video they're, where they're you, astonishing. they keep lining up cranes next to yeah. each other. You've seen oh, that. Yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. they can't have a crane any bigger than that one. Right. And then, you know, five cranes later. Yeah. So Rochelle's brother, my my brother-in-law, works. Uh, he's he's a, uh, a mechanic. And when he lived in Columbia, South America, which is where his wife is from, he lived there for, I don't know, six, seven years or something like that. He worked for uh, the mining industry. Right. He worked on um, uh, trucks. That uh, that they would use for the mining industry, and when I tell you, they're more massive than you can even imagine. I've I've seen they're 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 astonishing. They're, yeah, they're, you know, like what? like the tires are the size of you know a U-Haul the, like the truck front of a house. That you would yeah. use to yeah. to move your 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 house. You brought up the mining thing, and you bought so the tunnel the the. Like torpedo tunnel diggers, the ones that they use like to build like the channel. You've ever have you ever seen that that have the that you know the almost like they're seen in Total Recall where that mm-hmm. thing is is burrowing. They have ones that are used to build huge. You were looking at one of the vehicles you're talking about, Preston. Yeah. They're just astonishingly big. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd like to do one of those drills into the side of a uh, of a cliff. Yeah. We'll start off with the jackhammer, yeah. which is where Casey began. Right, and, and then, then a power washer, and then move on to a cliff destroyer. Then By we'll the way, burrow through a mountain. I only jackhammed for just a few minutes, and yeah. my body felt every bit of that the following day and the day after that. Did you feel probably, it in your butt? I, no, my shoulders and my neck. Okay, yeah. Meaning, like, you got a workout in? Yeah, but okay. like not in a good way. Total body workout. <laughs> yeah, the jackhammer. Rattle, total body workout. Rattle your bones. That'll man. be the next trendy gym, Preston, on the main line. Jackhammer. Jacks. Jacks. <laughs> Philly Jacks. Jacks and hammers. Philly <laughs> Jacks. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. Stay put. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborn diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborn diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A good compliment can make your day. It can make my day. I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, uh, you know, we're fortunate from time to time. Uh, people that like this show like to give us compliments, and it's very much appreciated. Thank you. But it's ones that are, like, outside of work. I, uh, I'll give you an example. I was... Um, you know, I've been working on my golf game since my shoulder has gotten better. And uh, I was at a driving range, and from behind me, so I'm just, I hit a couple of balls, and from behind me, I just hear a, go, a guy goes, nice, smooth swing. Uh. And I was like, dude. Oh, my God. I go, I've been working on that. Thank <laughs> you very much. And it was just like. No, I meant to push this. It was just really cool to hear. I had another compliment yeah. like that a couple of days later. Just, uh, golf? I, yeah, playing. I was out hitting balls, and and somebody had commented on the way I was swinging the golf club and how great a shot I had. I was like, "Thank you for noticing. I've been working really hard." So it was. It's so wonderful when you get something like that. I had yeah. a. I have a. a it's actually been happening a fair amount lately. My Halloween display and my, my oh, Christmas yeah. display. As there I work go. on it, the, I love it because it's for the neighborhood. I really yeah. love to see people respond. And I have people come and buy it, and they stop at the stop sign. It looks great, and, yeah. and they love it, and they, they bring their kids by, and that makes my heart feel good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a genuine thing. Can I tell you the weirdest compliment I think I've ever gotten? Well, I, I'm glad you bring that up because that's that's the direction yeah. I want to oh, go no, in with okay. this. I saw, I saw a Reddit uh, thread. Uh, a redditor had asked, "What is the weirdest compliment you've ever received?" And of course, people fired back with some really good ones. So that's kind of the direction I wanted to go in—the weirdest, or just um, yeah, just strangest compliment you've ever got. Okay, I'll, go I'll, I'll give you a short Please. one. Uh, this one said, uh, "Somebody told me you remind me of Kermit the Frog, not in looks but in vibes." <laughs> that's a good compliment, actually. That, that's that is now. There's there's a there's a backhanded compliment, right? You're not so ugly, you know that. Which is yeah, these right, are right. these but are these backhanded are more, ones. Right, these, these are more. Um, uh, actually, they are compliment to be like yeah. to have a life outlook like Kermit is a good thing. I'll All give right. you one more, and then yeah, I'll hear please yours. Do, please do. This says I once had an older Hispanic lady that uh, didn't speak much English, who I didn't know, have someone that she was with come over to me at a restaurant and ask me if she could bless my eyes for me. She said she wanted to bless them so nothing would ever happen to them because she had never seen anything like them before. Oh, okay. And that's a strange compliment. That's just creepy. Don't I, you think? I want your eyes <laughs> in this. No, she doesn't want something yeah. to happen to yeah. them. They're the most beautiful eyes she had ever seen. Yeah. Right. So, well, a lot of people would just say that as opposed to blessing, but it is one of those compliments. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad I asked for your examples first because this is way more left to center. Okay. I was, um, <laughs> and, I, and I had actually noticed this before. That's the weird thing is I noticed this before I had uh, received this compliment. I was walking out of PetSmart. I had right. my dog with me, not Reggie, right. but Fozzie. Right. And the a, one you don't like. The one that I like less than Reggie. <laughs> okay. I, I like him just fine. Yeah. But this lady comes up to me and she says, my goodness, your dog has a beautiful gait. 
Right. Okay. okay. You know what a gate is, yeah, right? Sure. It's the way they walk, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that is so, that is such a weird thing to say to people, but I had noticed that too. He's got like a cool little prance, and you got to see it. Like when, when he's walking it's, and stuff like that. It's like, what they judge at dog shows. The yeah, gate is yeah, a big part of it. That's yeah. part of their judgment. Yeah, yeah. So she may be a dog aficionado. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, he but does. A lovely gate. He's got a lovely gate. Okay. So uh, if there's anything, one redeeming quality about my dog. Uh, it's that he he walks nice. Listen, I don't want this to end here. I compliment my dog's gait. Let's get some drinks. So uh, this one says a random woman outside a cafe beside a train station uh, as I get chased by a wasp. Okay, so he's being chased right, by a wasp. Right, right, And this woman says, you smell very sweet and spicy, and that's why he's chasing you. It's very nice. <laughs> okay. So Thank she had you. noticed that he smelled sweet and spicy. And he says, thank you, random lady, two years later, and I'll never forget about it. Let me go to uh, Stephanie. Hi there. Stephanie, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are y'all? Wonderful. What's up, Steph? So I used to work in a pharmacy, and I had a lot of weird compliments through the years. But the strangest was the one day I was helping a gentleman, and he looked at me and said, you have the nicest teeth. I would just love to kiss them. Oh. He would love to kiss your teeth? Oh. Okay. Wow. Thank you. That's like a weird pickup line. Like yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's somebody who's awkward. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to be a little bit different in the way that he was approaching you, and I, I give him props for trying, but the <laughs> like is your teeth. <laughs> okay. just creepy yeah. in the end. That was definitely a bit off-putting. Yeah. yeah it's Thank you, your teeth. Yeah, um, I had one years ago. Press. I just thought. I just remembered. I was. I was. This is years ago, and somebody said to me, "This old woman said you, you're handsome. You look like Derwood Kirby." What? And I'm like what? Who is that? He was the co-host of Candid Camera. Oh my god! Candid Camera. And I go what? Uh. And I had to look him up. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but apparently I was getting her off. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me mention a couple other ones. Um, this one says, uh, I, I pulled out my mask to drink water and a girl I work with said, you know, most people take their mask down and they look worse. You look good though. And he said, uh, I had a puzzled look on my face. Thank you. And she goes, don't worry. I like girls. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's a compliment and it's an old compliment. Uh, I would drink your bath water. Yeah. Uh, right. And that is a, that is a sort of compliment, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of, it's almost on the order of, I want to kiss your teeth. Yeah, creepy. All right. Here's another one. I went to Mexico with a buddy about 10 years ago and we were drinking with a bunch of people and another group of people were standing near us and they kept looking over and uh-huh. they were whispering to each other, uh, staring at us. Uh, and finally, a few of them approach us and one guy looks at me and says, are your calves real? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. And I was like, yeah, they're real. And he turns to his friends and he yells, hey, they're real. <laughs> <laughs> and they all proceeded to walk over and talk to us. A group of maybe 10 people complimented me on my calves. Okay. And they said it was very, very weird. I wonder if the person was like a bodybuilder or something. Uh, he, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think if he was a bodybuilder. He'd be, you know, you're yeah. aware of that. Right. That you yes. want that muscle like, yeah. yeah, a lot of creatine. All right, here's a really weird one. This one says, um, someone told me that I looked like I belonged on a shortbread tin. <laughs> looked like they belonged yeah, on a you know shortbread those little, tin? Those little yes. tin boxes? Yes, short yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe like a courier and I sort of. It's it's a yeah. weird compliment. You should be on a most wanted poster. Here's your list of it. <laughs> Nick pulled this text up and says, a drunk girl in college told me I looked like a very ugly Kevin Costner. Yeah. I see where she's coming from right. with this. So you're like a really 
Kevin Costner yeah. is fantastic looking. You're good so, looking, but he's much better good looking right. than you are. So you could still take a very ugly hit and right. still be in a good area. Right, but still. Right. She I did, see that. She did include the words very ugly in her compliment. All right, let me go to, uh, let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Yeah, okay. we'll let you through. What's up, man? <laughs> so uh, when I was working in corporate, um, we had this ice machine that you could fill up your cup yeah, and then a water machine next to it. But it had a sensor, so if you pulled your cup away too quick, uh, the ice would fall all over. If you just pulled the cup away a few inches, the ice would stop and it wouldn't go all over the floor. So one day I'm getting ice, not spilling spilling it all over the floor. And the new chief HR officer who had just started working at that company about two to three weeks earlier, I had never met, had never had any conversation with. And there's about 120 people in the office. She's behind me. She watches me do that, not spill ice all over the floor, and goes, wow, you're smarter than you look. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's HR? The HR person. Yeah, yeah. That was the top <laughs> HR lady. Needless to say, she left, was asked to leave the company. Not hey, you know, I always wanted to ask you, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's HR. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, but we had an HR guy that we oh, met he on was the horrible. first day. Thank you, by oh, the way, God. Mike, who at our introductory meeting horrible. goes, you know what? I love firing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, we love you. I love firing people yeah. because it means we're making improvements. Yeah. Oh, well, right. welcome to the company. <laughs> oh, what a I love plagues because it makes more room for everyone else. Uh, this text says, uh, a buddy of mine and I were in college at the time. We watched a younger girl pull off a pretty tough parallel park. Out of nowhere, my buddy blurts out, uh, nice park job. Nice park job. Uh, she was very confused, it says. Uh, okay. So that was a, an odd compliment, uh, complimenting so someone sometimes people, Also, you run the risk, and here's the, here's the nuance to this. Are you being sarcastic? Uh-huh. You know? And that's, that's the right. question you have to ask yourself. Hey, uh, nice park job. Let's go to Michael. Hey there, Michael. Hey, Gadzook, guys. Gadzook, Spotty, what's up? Hey, I got one for you. So I was walking down Mission Beach in San Diego with some friends. A girl comes running up to me and goes, oh, my God, look at the size of your veins in your legs. I can only imagine where they pump blood to. Oh, my God. Wow. Hmm. wow. It, it was the Oh, we lost him. Well, thank you for that, sister. <laughs> Michael, did you did you respond to it? We're losing him. You there, bud? One of those veins probably exploded. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, so maybe he's like a, an exercise guy. How about... Well, there was one that says... This is a compliment from this thread. Your ears look like tortellini. <laughs> Delicious. Mm, okay. Okay. I bet you... Now, that, it depends on how that is said, but again, I think that is sort of a... An awkward come online. Uh, yeah, it seems yeah. like that might be as well. Um, let's go. This one, uh, the person was at a grocery store and someone came up and told them they called me submissive and breedable. <laughs> breedable? Wow. Breedable. Well, thank you. All righty. You're my little heifer. Uh, another one says a girl in high school told me I have really pretty knees. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, sometimes people fixate. I, I don't know if you can go to this call on line four, Preston, but it, it seems that's that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think we can do that. We can go to Diane. Hey, Diane, good morning. Hi, good morning, It. Good morning, It. All right, strangest compliment you've ever gotten. So I was being intimate with a gentleman, and he was down there. Yes. Yep. I mean, he 
mentioned that he loved the texture of my b-hole. Oh, he loved the texture of your butthole. I love that you're laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> and and in your mind, did, did he did he liken it to anything like rich Corinthian leather or or? Uh... No, he just he just went right. Okay. Back to doing did, things. Did you respond to that at all? Why, thank you. I, my my response was, why, thank you. I work out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's good. You do butt lifts. <laughs> Diane, listen, it would have been gross, but she should have farted right then. <laughs> oh, would, my God. That Just like Chuck Berry, right? Been hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I work out. That's hilarious, oh, Diane. That's All right, thank you, Diane. Thanks, guys, have a great day. <laughs> oh, All right, guys, again. Guys, are so weird. <laughs> yeah, guys, <laughs> guys so freaking weird. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something she's never heard. Oh, I have to compliment you on the texture of your butthole. All right, listen to this. So this is from a guy. He says I was at a pool party in college and I saw two girls that looked like they were talking about me, and I asked if I could help them in a flirty way, okay. and they straight up said. We just wanted to say that you have really nice nipples. <laughs> okay. Uh, he said, sadly, I didn't get either of their numbers, but at least now I know that I have nice nipples. <laughs> uh, and, in fact, here's another text. I'm, I don't know if this is from a guy or not. It says, I was told, as a compliment, I have perfect pepperoni-sized nipples. Okay. I could, uh, some nipples are, uh, they're a thing for a lot of people. And, and you know, and uh, I, I could see, I've seen people with perfect uh, yeah, whatever. Just uh, ratio of nipple areola, areola. yeah. Right. But pepperonis are all different sizes, so yeah, that's true. You 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 raise you a good point. Pepperonis, the big uh, lunch meat deli pepperonis. I'm going to guess they're probably talking about the um, big lunch meat, the <laughs> standard, <laughs> the standard pepperoni pizza, you know, yeah, uh, pepperoni. Yeah. But yeah, the big, big deli, one. yeah, like a big deli pepperoni. It just you know, it's a sub manhole cover. Like eighty percent of your breast is yeah. Nipple, and I it like looks that. like a big pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I will go to Corey. Hey, Corey. Yo, you guys rock. Thank you. What's up, Corey? Hey, I got a story for you. My girlfriend was a bartender at a place, and uh, this older man uh, told her while she was opening a wine bottle that she had nice wrist action. Nice, nice wrist, wrist action. Oh, my God. So that's a, yeah, that, to me, sounds like a creepy come on. Like, yeah, uh, like, like, like uh, yeah, I got something you can uh, get. Her. What's that? He was at least 30 years older than yeah. me. Oh, that's yeah. even creepier. Yeah, that's a creeper. Hey, my right. unit is dry and Thanks. holy like that cork. <laughs> that's not nice. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Um, I'm just coming up with good come on line. I'm incontinent and my defecation is disgusting. No. You want to go out for a date? No. Uh, Kathy was told, if you recall, and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you this text after this that she has. A perfect vagina. She was. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah years was ago. That, that was a doctor. Was that a male gyna or a female? No, it was a female. Yeah. And uh, because I had never, I'd never taken birth control. Right. I, you know, like, there, and so she basically was saying, like, if the perfect scenario. And that's a that's a, an odd compliment, but it's a compliment. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. a better compliment from a female gynecologist. That, if it had it been a male, right. I would have left it. Do you mind if back. I take a picture of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a picture to hang up in my bathroom, and this would be perfect. Uh, and here, well, this is the follow-up text that says, "Hey, uh, my name is Carolyn, and my GYN told me my uterus was cute." Oh, <laughs> what I don't know is if her GYN is male or female yeah. or straight or, or Can whatever. I tell you something you got something banging fallopian tubes. Wow. Uh, let's see. I will go to 
Michelle for the strangest uh, compliment ever received. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Michelle? Um, I was at a party, and I was the only person with green eyes. Everybody had brown eyes. <laughs> this this woman came to me and said, oh, my God, I love your eyes. I want to eat them. Oh, wow. That is an <laughs> effed up thing to say. I, how about just eyes. how about just your eyes are beautiful, and, and, and you, you sell it that way. When you say you want to eat someone's eyes, that's disgusting. <laughs> hey, Michelle, when, you, uh, when, you, when you're a green-eyed person, you have a really bright green eyes? Yes. It really stands out. Do you get compliments regularly on that? All the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so, so maybe a unique one. Maybe they're thinking, you know what I'm going to say? And she probably gets this all the time. i got to say something different. I want to rip them out and lick them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Michelle. You're uh, welcome. So on, on the eyes uh, subject, here are a few of those specifically. This one, was this person was told, your eyes are so beautiful, I just want to scoop them out and replace them with my own. <laughs> Oh. And they said, I wear sunglasses everywhere now. Yeah. And then this one says, I was told my eyes were brown, like a really nice table. <laughs> oh, well, who doesn't like a nice table? I like that. Your um, eyes are like like two really well-maintained buttholes. <laughs> uh, let me go to Kim. Hi there, Kim. Hi. Hey, what's up, Kim? Um, I was going around with like my best friend's twin brother, oh. and he told me I had perfect eraser tip nipples. <laughs> Perfect, Perfect eraser tip nipple. Okay. I could kind of see that on an old style number two pencil. But do you say that? Yep. No. As a compliment. That is a weird, I mean, honestly, so Kim, were you flattered by the nipple comment or confused? Well, I had just seen, um, what was that movie? Pitch Perfect and Baloney Barb was on there. So like, you know what? <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kim. What was Baloney Barb's story? I don't remember. She Big old bologna. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> like my pepperoni. God. Yeah. Like lunch meat pepperoni. Right, right. Uh, hang on. Let me, go, let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. We want to know you, uh, one of the strangest compliments you've ever received. So I was with this girl quite a few years back. And, you know, <clears throat> while I was standing on her dad's back porch in daylight, real, real early in the morning, and she's down there. I'm standing there, stark naked. And she's down there, and she looks up at me and goes, kudos on the shave job. <laughs> oh, okay. it, was, you know, it was fresh. Was everything off down. That's a great line, though. Kudos. But, well, but that, yeah. that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. Kudos on the shave job. Do you know how oh, difficult yeah. it is to Why, do that? Right? It is, it is yeah. very difficult. To get it clean Absolutely. with no, no mix and everything? I don't know how porn stars do it. Nice job, Greg. Thanks. All right. Uh, this text says, uh, when my son was an infant, after he was circumcised, we kept hearing from different doctors about how perfect his penis was. Oh, mm-hmm. really? More than one doctor yeah, going yeah. out of their way to okay. say that. That's just, interesting. You don't know me, but I'm a friend <laughs> who works in the same hospital which is raving about your child's penis. Why? Are you a doctor? No. Uh, <laughs> this sounds interesting. Let me go to David. Hi, David. Good morning. Hi there. Hey, what's up, uh, Back in the 90s, I used to work at a video store in kind of a uh, upscale town, and I had a really bad stutter. And one client walked in, and I, as I was taking care of him, I got stuck on a word, and I just kept saying, ah, ah, ah. And he just looked at me, raised his, he, he was an older man, he raised his glasses, and he, and he said, you have the most unique and fascinating stutter I have ever heard. <laughs> wow. Lose it. Well, <laughs> how, how did that hit with you at the time, David? <laughs> well, 
at first it was embarrassing, but then later on, once he left, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of a nice compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. That you might have a complex yeah. about, and this person points it out as a compliment. That's you know. <laughs> yeah, he kind of empowered me. I mean, I lost my stutter. But, you know, it, it, it still sticks with me. Okay, yeah. Well, David, how did you lose your stutter? Because I had a teacher who had a stutter, and I never – I didn't know it until he told the class. Yeah. And he learned to um, not have a stutter by speaking basically in pattern, like almost like a – Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really good speech speech therapist. Her name was Rita Kunzel, and she taught me to calm down and to use a sing-song voice. Okay. So whenever I speak, I try to use a sing-song voice, and I can speak for hours without stuttering. Well, you're doing way. great. Yeah, That's sounds awesome. great. Yeah. All right, thanks, Thank David. You. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Case, did you ever see the King's speech? No. Oh, oh what a goodness. Oh, my goodness. There's a whole section where he, he's trying, and his, his exercise, Preston, was to... My butthole has a nice <laughs> texture. My butthole has a nice texture. Uh, it's, it's great, though. Yeah. I mean, he has to give this monumental crisis, monumental speech. speech yes. Yeah. And he, he must use the butthole exercise. <laughs> uh, it's case okay, so you, you should. It, good? It, it covers all of that and, and the, the the difficulties that come with it and uh and and at the time how infantile treatment was it, for that there was virtually it's, none it's crippling and it's and, and it's, an, it's an, you know for people who have to deal with it and and overcome it it's amazing yeah it's really really well done okay back to compliments back Sorry to buttholes that. uh here's a uh here's one that says um a drunk old sailor told me the shape of the top of my upper lip was very nice. Said very specific and very odd. He was nice, though, and gave me some unsolicited but true life advice as well. And I don't know what that was. Uh, another Never one's, had sex with a raccoon. Uh, a girlfriend at the time uh, said to this person, said, I like how you look at me like you're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to someone, that's okay. a compliment. Okay. Boy, thank you. Uh, let's see. I will go to Laura next. Good morning, Laura. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Laura, strangest compliment you yourself have ever received. So I went into labor with my first child two years ago, and I was in the hospital, and I didn't know what to expect, and they were checking me to see if I was dilated, and while the doctor was checking me, she was like, you have the most beautiful uterus I've ever felt. Wow. Kathy. Weird. Competition. Yeah, well, she's got the vagina, and and she's got the uterus, so, yeah. And they asked if they could bring one of the medical students in to check it out. So once I had my epidural, I didn't really care. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, that God, is kind of weird. You got to come in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look Tell at me. this. Does that not look like Formica? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> but you Can said, I weigh that? <laughs> you said felt, right? So they weren't coming in and looking. They were coming in feeling? Yeah. Yeah. When when you're when you're getting ready to pregnant yeah. to be uh, to give birth, they have to see how much you've dilated, yeah. and that's what they do. They go in and they feel, and they'll go. Okay, and they can tell just because yeah. they've done it so much. You're like, up right, to my you, elbow. Yeah. So you're 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 at four centimeters right now, right? Right, and, right, and right. that's how they know how long to wait before starting actual uh, the delivery. Laura, if the uh, doctor had brought in a mall artist to sketch it, would you have, <laughs> would you have put your foot down? After the epidural, they could have done whatever they want. <laughs> I've heard right? that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I can't feel <laughs> anything. Poke around all go your Go ahead. All right, thank you, Laura. Exactly. That's Thanks. hilarious. Uh, let's see, just a couple of more. We got There's two right, good case. ones up here. Right, Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, bud. So uh, we're we're digging around in the strangest compliments you've ever received. Well, it's 
suppose it wasn't so much the compliment, but uh, through the better part of my 20s, I played in a local cover band. And we were in a local bar, which is no longer there, Northern Liberties. Okay. And I was just kind of walking around between sets and talking to people and doing whatever, grabbing a drink. Quite sincerely, uh, a lovely lesbian couple came up to me, and they were complimenting me on the show and my singing. And it started to get a little more intense than uh, normal conversation I would have with a fan. And then they... Uh, asked me candidly if I would donate my sperm so that they could have a child. No kidding. To me, that I, would seem like a, a, a hell of a compliment. That is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's a request and a yeah, compliment, yeah. both in one shot. Wow. Did you give him yeah, a shot? I, I didn't uh, really know how to respond because I'm sure that it was a, like I said, they were sincere, and I'm sure yeah. that it was a touchy situation. Sure. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to laugh because I was so taken back. And yeah. I, I was just kind of stalled out. As wow. it turns out, I have a baggie filled with it in my car. <laughs> hey, Sean, what what band were you in? I was in a band called the Benders. The sperm donor. Oh, you were in the Benders. Okay, I remember that right. band. Yeah, uh, I, I never saw you guys, but I saw your name popping up all over the place. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, thanks, Sean. We appreciate it. Yep. Have a great day. That's you wild. Too. All right, one more. Let's end with this one. Hi, Bob. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Bob, I think we're going to end with one of the best ones yet. What was so, the strangest compliment you ever received? So I'm calling from rainy, rainy Wilmington, North Carolina. Moved down here for oh, jobs. Still uh, with you guys every morning. Thank awesome. you, man. We appreciate uh, it. So we have an Irish wolfhound named Pickles. And if you've never seen an Irish wolfhound, they're very large dogs. Yeah, they're huge. And we, we take, them out, uh, take her out to uh, local establishments. Uh, that allow it and so we're out one night drinking and she always attracts attention kids and adults and stuff and there was this woman that kept coming over petting pickles how much she loves pickles right before the end of the night she comes over and she goes i love your dog so much i want to have sex with wow wow well thank you thank you so much i was not sure how to respond i didn't know if pickles swung that way what her preferences yeah you don't you don't know what pickles wants yeah yeah that is true Oh my that God! I could have I changed my name to Gator, Gator, and pimped her out, but I didn't want to go that way. <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> this is an incredible experience when someone says they want to have uh, sex with one of your pets. All right, Bob. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a, have a great day, guys. All right, we'll see you. And the last one on this list that I got from yeah. Reddit was someone was told that they were vertically fat. Vertically fat. I don't even know what that means. Tall. Does that mean you're tall. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. Anyhow, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philadelphia unveiled its first mural celebrating transgender and gender non-conforming people last week. Huh. We have so many great murals in the city. We have the most. Do we not have any city the in, the, in, the, uh, in, the, in world? the world? Yeah. 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 The yeah. most of any city in the world. Uh, the mural called We Are Universal was created by the artist uh, Ka Young, uh, Youngni. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correct or not. Huh. In collaboration with the residents of Morris Home, the only residential recovery program in the country that offer services specifically for trans people. Uh, the 
2,200 square foot mural uh, features bright colors, flowers, a butterfly, and the faces of two Morse home residents. Uh, Yangni, uh, who uses gender-neutral pronouns, said that they drew inspiration from a photo shoot that they did with the residents and the photographer Angel Chanel Edwards in Bartram's Garden. Here's the, the mural underneath, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a railroad overpass on 76 heading into the city. Yes. I know. I, was, yeah. I saw yeah. it uh, just the other day. I was it's taking a, a little peek at it. Incredibly impressive. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how they can do that size art. And that much detail, that much realistic yeah. detail just baffles me. Yeah. yeah. And we have a, a friend of the show who's Ms. John Ladacker. He is a mural artist. And a muralist. Are, what are they called? I think I made that up. I, I thought it was muralist. Oh, okay. There we go. It a could mural be. artist. Uh, he has done several murals. A Murray. In the, <laughs> called him a Murray. <laughs> around the yeah. city. Uh, and he loves the show. And he has, actually, he's done murals all over the country. And he's incorporated WMMR into a whole bunch of murals that I he's done it. around the country. He texted me a couple of weeks ago, and he wants to do an MMR mural in honor. And so our 55th anniversary is coming up in a couple of years. Right. But, you know, these things do take a little while. And so he is, he's really trying to figure out how and uh, where and when to get a, I mean, listen, MMR has been a staple in this city for. Uh, it's uh, an half, integral part of the city. It'd be amazing. He's such a great artist. Yeah. Over a half century. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think I listen. I'm I'm not blowing our own horn here, but I, I think an MMR mural would be pretty freaking awesome. Uh, freaking awesome! Giving that uh, we are the longest running current based rock radio station in the entire country, shouldn't there be? Like president on the side of the Comcast One, a fifty-story Pierre Robert mural. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with his arms stretched out like Jesus. Yeah. I think that'd be. I think that's what the city. I mean, needs. but you're right. There is. I yeah, mean, there is an impact that this station has had yeah. on the city over many decades. Right. Yeah, so 50, 50 plus years. Or how, how long has radio station been around? Sixty eight. So yeah, or fifty three years because I was born in sixty eight. Same thing. But uh, to quote the great Motley Crue, we're still kicking ass. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but anyhow, so this new uh, we have yet a new mural up in the city, and it's uh, for the trans community and non and uh, gender non conforming people. So that's the first one. Uh, that is up if you would like to see that. All right, our guest yeah. is ready to go. I'm going to shut up talking about this right now uh, because we absolutely adore this gentleman. He's given us so much entertainment throughout the years. Uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, he is uh, not only an accomplished actor, uh, but he is an artist in that he illustrates and he writes poetry. Satirist. Uh, yeah, please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Lithgow. Hey. Hey. John, good morning, sir. Hi, thank you for calling me. Oh, it is our pleasure. Listen, I want to I want to ask you a question because I wanted to call you John Lithgow, like uh, the pronunciation of Moscow. Some people call it Moscow. Some people call it Moscow. I heard that the natives prefer Moscow. And do you prefer Lithgow or Lithgow? Is there a specific pronunciation? Well, I say Lithgow. Lithgow. But, uh, you can say it any way you like, except for Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only true mispronunciation. When you get called Kelsey Grammer, that is an affront to you because you're John Lithgow. Uh, it's, it's it's great to have you on the show today. We are big fans, and and you've you found this this passion, which obviously is something you've been adept at for a while, which is the illustrations and the satire. You're taking on some of the scoundrels of American history with a confederacy of dumpties 
And um, do you, it seems like, and I've seen you, I think I saw you on Colbert, it seems you clearly get a complete joy out of doing this. Well, I certainly love it when it's over. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the process of writing doggerel verse in, in perfect meter and perfect rhyme is completely agonizing. Uh, there were so there were so many times. I mean, this is the third of three of these books. Yeah, uh, I was I was never going to write a third, but the first two were big successes, and my publisher made me. <laughs> and then I got the bright idea of sort of going back in history rather than dwelling on what's going on right now. Well, uh, but you know, it's torture. I mean, you try it. it the, oh. only, the only thrill you get is thinking of the last rhyme of the last stanza of a poem. And then you have to start another one. And Yeah. No, I so, can see that. Yeah. But I, I think, and I've, I've, I've realized this in my life, that the things that I really enjoy doing that require, as, as a hobby or whatever, the, I, there's a part of it that is the excruciating part. And I realize in, in some ways... I'm drawn to that, like the research yeah. of something. And and so I've allowed myself to just, I'm, I, I know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hate it, but I'm also going to love it. So to get that percentage yeah. of love, I got to put up with the hate. Yeah, well, we're all horses, and we <laughs> love the smell of the hay in the stable. <laughs> it's, uh, you, you know, there's something that draws us forward. And, of, and of course, it's fun. I, I mean... It is a fascinating process, but I'm glad it's over. When when writing in prose, uh, do you do you feel it's cheating if you will use the internet to find words that rhyme with a word that absolutely will not be able to be changed? Uh, I won't tell you. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No, I no, I I I'm not keeping any secrets. You really rely on the thesaurus and. Mm. And a, even a rhyming a rhyming app, you just have to. Yeah. Uh, I, and it, it, it just stimulates your mind. I was, I'm was i emboldened to tell you that because I know that Stephen Sondheim does the same thing. There okay. you go. And if Stephen Sondheim can do it, you, you, you've you got the uh, the pass. I love that you're, exactly. you, you, you're dipping back into history with uh, this a little bit, some recent history with Leona Helmsley and Boss Tweed yeah. and Typhoid Mary. So, um, what was your selection process like when you assembled the names of the uh, of the scoundrels you were going to put in this particular well, volume? Actually, that was fun. I, I, I just sort of assembled a database. My wife is a history professor. In fact, she had a lot to do with sort of coming up with the whole concept of the book, and she just she sort of steered me to her colleagues uh, at UCLA and and elsewhere. And I also just sort of uh, made blind invitations to uh, John Meacham and Rachel Maddow and Walter Isaacs and public historians who use moments of history in their journalism. And they were, they rose to the occasion. They answered immediately. I told them, take three minutes and write down five names of scoundrels in American history that you suspect I have never heard of. And out came these amazing stories. Uh, people you will not know, John Romulus Brinkley, Sarah Howe, Theodore Bilbo, uh, Benjamin Ryan Tillman, they are astounding villains, and you've never heard of them. History has a way of papering over the, the bad guys and celebrating the good guys. Unless the bad guys are so appalling that they can't ignore them, <laughs> and in, uh, and sometimes the 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 nuclear uber villain um, 
is sort of nostalgically remembered. Um, you know, th- mm. in a bizarre way, they get a, a tacit pass because they're so outlandish. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're they're clowns, which is why they. I mean, it's very interesting how many of our worst tyrants are 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 buffoons <laughs> and are per- and are perceived that way until they become a real danger. Uh, a Confederacy of Dumpties is available at uh, dumpty.chroniclebooks.com. John, I wanted to bring this up. <clears throat> right before you came on, I was uh, presenting a story about uh, the first um, mural in Philadelphia that celebrates the trans community. And this wildly has a connection to you because you are an artist yourself and you played a trans character who was a Philadelphia Eagle <laughs> in That's The right. World According to Garb. And I, yeah. I didn't even mean for that to time out like this. Yeah, I, I, it's, I was way, way ahead of my time, as it turned out. Not I, but John Irving, yeah. uh, the novelist, and George Roy Hill, the filmmaker. I played Roberta Muldoon, tight end for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, who had a great pair of hands. That's right. <laughs> you were sensational <laughs> in that movie. Fantastic. Yeah, you were ju- a great movie ahead of its time. Yeah, and, and your your performance was sensational. I, I, I think, in a way, it was I, again. Uh, that I think that's an overlooked movie. I mean, it got obviously heat when it came out, and it was. But if people have never visited, it, it is such a uh, such an interesting world. And we have to fanboy on you a little bit. We can go through so many things, but I am a massive fan, and I have to ask about this. Buckaroo Banzai uh, is, <laughs> it, and you, your over the top performance yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. I have to ask you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I so savor those compliments. That makes that puts you in with the with the uh, with the, with the great brainiac nerds. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> Let uh, me ask so you. What, what... I, I don't. I don't know whether you saw my recent turn as Rudy Giuliani on Stephen Colbert. Yes. But but I use my buckaroo bonsai teeth. <laughs> As Rudy Giuliani, oh my like goodness! Forty years, I saved them all these years, just waiting for oh someone like Rudy my. to come along. Oh my goodness! There is a scene in that, and I, and I don't oh. think I was. Or it actually makes it to the film where you start to crack up a little bit. Uh, yes, and, yes, and and. and it's just it's just great, but I, for people who have not seen Buckaroo Banzai, there's never been a yeah. film like it. And John Lithgow, you clearly deserve the Oscar for that performance and did not get it. So, <laughs> well, a slightly tarnished Oscar to be sure. <laughs> and, and what an actor! Because I, I I I watched you in The Crown as uh, Winston Churchill, and I remember coming back and telling these guys. And I said, guys, John Lithgow has put on a ton of weight. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I put on a ton of weight every morning at about 6.30 a.m. <laughs> I didn't know it was a suit. Wow, he's really let himself go, man. I, wow. Yeah, I did. It's funny. I, I In quick succession, they cast me as Winston Churchill and Roger Ailes. And yeah. I began to think, what, what do people think of me? Yeah, but that's, that's, oh, that's it with your career. We, we were talking. We were talking about this, John. Is that you? You can play. Uh, you play the most, the, the warmest, uh, like in terms of endearment, and the, the, and, and the Harry fathers and Harry the Andersons, and yet you can play the most terrifying villain. How have you developed that ability? Oh, I don't know whether it's an ability. It, it's just good luck, I think. I mean, I came to movies from the theater, and not just theater, but Shakespeare. My mm-hmm. father created and ran Shakespeare festivals in Ohio when I was a kid. And I was in the, I was in like 20 different Shakespeare plays. And if you think of the Shakespearean canon, 
that's very different plays and very different roles yes. every single night. And that's kind of been that's sort of the fun of acting to me, was being unrecognizable from, from one night to another in Shakespeare plays in repertory. Yeah. And in a curious way, my... my uh, whole career is just sort of expanded on that. I, th- I think the career of, of a of a uh, of a character actor who achieves a, a higher level of importance to the projects and you've been in so many where it's even to say a a character actor the characters are intrinsically important but that that is to me if you're going to be a movie actor or any kind of actor that's the kind of career to have is was that your original trajectory and goal? I never, you know, I never calculated a damn thing. A- actors never really know what's coming down the pike. It mm-hmm. depends on what other people think of you. Yeah. And you just sort of wait around for other people's brainstorms. I mean, I was lucky enough to do very different things right out of the gate when first pe- people first knew about me. Mm-hmm. I-, I arrived in L.A. after 10 years in New York theater uh, to marry a UCLA professor, actually. And quick succession, I did Footloose, Terms of Endearment, The Twilight Zone movie, World According to Garp, and Bakuru Banzai. That was in the first two years I was in L.A. And people said, what the hell? Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy, this chameleon? <laughs> it, it just, That's amazing. It, just put, it put me on the short list for all the really out there parts. Yeah. Well, uh, listen. So y- I... So not only that, but I studied for two years in England. So wow. I have this sort of English strain that can be called on when they to well, play Winston Churchill. There you go. Well, we we certainly appreciate all, all the years of entertainment that you continue to give us as well, which is fantastic. And the book is great, and we want to recommend it, uh, A Confederacy of Dumpties, and that is available now. John, to treat. Thank you so much for coming so on this great morning. To talk to you from your great city. Love Philadelphia. Excellent. Thank you. John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I forgot about Footloose. Yeah. He's the a-hole dad of Footloose. So, he's the preacher. There's a scene every time uh, when Ren comes to the house and he's talking with uh, him as the preacher. And he goes, you know, he's talking about his father dying, Ren's father, and John's son is the preacher. And they, they have the, this quiet little exchange. And when he has, I'm going to cheer up thinking about that when Laurie Singer comes down the stairs. She says, I may not believe what you believe, but I believe in you. And that's such a great scene. You know? there's a, in, even in Harry and the Hendersons, there's a scene where, uh, you know, he, he does a character. He draws yes. it because he, he always wanted to be uh, he was an artist as yeah. a kid, and his dad got him into the gun business, which is not necessarily what he wanted to do. And so he does this big uh, um, uh, painting or, or uh, cutout of, of the, the Bigfoot. Yeah. And his dad changes it to make Fangs. it look more evil. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he's, like, passionately saying it meant something to me, yeah. it was really emotional. Yeah. In a g- goofball yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> The dude is fantastic. He is, yes. he is. And then, uh, if you've ever seen Daddy's Home 2. Yes. No. He is, he is the loving, mushy father of yeah. Will Ferrell. Oh, so. As opposed it, to Mel Gibson's yes. father. It's, it's so good because Mel Gibson, they're, they're meeting their fathers at the airport, right? And Mel Gibson comes down the escalator and he's like, you know, and they got him like lit. Like yeah, he's yeah. just this badass. And then John Lithgow comes down, Lithgow, sorry, yeah. comes down the escalator and he and Will Ferrell see each other. They're two grown men and they kiss each other on the lips <laughs> a couple of times. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so funny. That's excellent, man. That was really cool to talk to him. He's one of those guys that we could, I'm sure we could have a, a two-hour interview. We could. And yeah. hopefully we'll get that point in a studio. And 
World According to Garp, Steve. So it was. I was still a kid when that came yeah. out, and all I knew was Robin Williams is in this. Yeah, he cracks me up. I'm Mork and Mindy. I, I want to see this movie. It was. It. I was like, what in the world is this? It is an avant-garde film, and yeah. it's, there are all sorts of things. But but Robin Williams' character Garp is the forever optimist. And and, and it, it's one of the most beautiful performances he gives. Glenn Close is his oh nurse mother. Yep. Uh, and there's all sorts... There's, there are cults that get formed in the movie, yeah. and there's all sorts of weird women things. women cut their tongues out. Yes, yeah. It, it, like, took this bizarre left turn in the fact his mother was, like, a feminist icon, an accidental feminist yeah. icon, and suddenly people want to kill her, and well, all these people just wanted to be her. It was wild, man. You remember how Garp is conceived? She gets on a, a yeah. patient who's in a coma. Who has and, a constant erection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has a kid. And does it, yeah. So yesterday, Preston, you said you wanted to hug uh, Henry Winkler at some point in your life. I, yeah. I want to hug John Lithgow. Like, yeah. He's just so adorable. And, I, you know, and when you hear that voice, too... Even as Lord Farquhar from from yeah, Shrek, yeah, yeah, which is just I forgot about that. And, and he kind of overacts in that role. You know, yeah. he, he projects in a certain way. Which, by the way, I believe that role was based on uh, Michael Eisenberg from um, from Disney, quite possibly. And and so, but he like it's this giant ego who looks at himself in the mirror all the time, and it's it's a parody. But he's brilliant in it. If you get it again, I don't want to. Buckaroo Banzai is was a cult film that came out, you know, uh, a couple of decades ago. But he is he plays this guy who has. This it, it, he's morphed into this super genius, this evil super genius, and he has this bizarre accent. And uh, 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 from uh, Back to the Future, uh, um, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd is in it, and Christopher Lloyd's character. They all assume Earth identities, yeah. and his name is John Big Booty. John but, Big Booty, right? But Lithgow goes John Big Booty. And he always says, Bootay! Bootay! <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's, it, and that's a strange one, too, man. Completely that's, strange. That's yeah. definitely uh, um, a cult classic for sure. Uh, nice. Well, that was cool to talk to him. All right. Um, we got a couple of minutes to play Just with. Couple, yeah. There's uh, something I can mention. Um, Korean exports seem to be sweeping uh, the con- the world, actually, right now. And more than 20 words of Korean origin have been added to the Oxford English Dictionary in their September update. The, yes, I can see that. Especially when you talk about, like, a K-pop and yep. the, the series on Netflix, Casey, which Squid is... Game. Squid, Squid Game. Squid Game. So Squid yeah. Game is now responsible i don't know if you've seen like the spirit halloween store now offers like 10 different oh, squid no game kidding. costumes really yeah no i didn't know and i haven't watched it yet but they I, they definitely cite both of those things k-pop and squid game in this uh i article. watched the first one i'm i'm gonna watch it okay I, I, so this to me is like battle royale it's like the hunger games yeah i prefer battle royale to the hunger games but uh it, it it's case i think it's interesting it and is. uh uh, I finished it i watched it in a few days think? with my i enjoyed it so uh, marissa's watching it now and I didn't know that this was a thing, whether to sub or dub. Yeah. I dubbed. Uh, so I I'm going to sub. You're going to sub. Okay. So subbing subtitles or dubbing. Subtitles or, or dub. the dubbing. And so I wish, I want to go back and just watch a couple of them where they're subtitled. Yeah. Uh, because there's one character in it where the overdubbing, I'm like, ah, is she really that annoying? When you- uh, well, anyhow, Koreans use a term which is Hallyu. Uh, and it describes the phenomenon of the Korean wave of entertainment that has swept across Asia. And uh, that w- much of that 
uh, world, and this word has been added to the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. So, how you? I've been immersed in a lot of uh, Korean, um, uh, South Korean uh, movies. Uh, the good horror coming out of South Korea, The Train to Busan, is a South Korean film, which is sensational. Good, great zombie movie. I doubt you'll know these, but I'll throw these at you and see, and see if you know. Uh, banchan. That means a dying beta fish. No. <laughs> it's a small dish of vegetables served yes. along with rice as mm. part of a typical Korean meal, Who's, which might be beta fish. I was recommending, you know what they say, that the Korean traditional diet for main for weight loss and maintaining a weight. Kimchi good for you? I don't know. I mean, dish. it's cabbage yeah. and uh, spicy cabbage. I don't know how to say hello. It's onyong. On young Ek Shipchio. Oh, really? Uh, a more formal version. Oh, you yeah. took it further than me. Yeah, or, or is it On Young Shimnika? I took uh, Taekwondo for a little while. Oh, yeah, that's how we would start and end the uh, uh, the session. Is that a Korean martial art? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard Korean is among the most difficult languages on the planet to learn because nobody else speaks it. You know, it, it, it's confined to that peninsula, and beyond that, it doesn't migrate into other languages. You know, like uh, French will bleed into English, and right? Things like that. If you speak Korean, that's it. It's an isolated language and therefore difficult to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one: uh, bulgogi. Bulgogi. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Uh, thin slices of beef or pork that are marinated. And grilled or stir-fried. Mm, sounds good. And then you have uh, dongchimi, uh, which is a type of kimchi. Okay, uh, I'm interested in all of this. Radish and typically containing Napa cabbage. Uh, then there's, these things have just been added. All these words added right. to the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, hambok. Uh, that is, sounds familiar. Uh, it's a traditional Korean costume worn by both men and women. Uh, the aigyo is a type of cuteness or charm considered characteristically Korean. Mm. And How come I have it? How about mukbang? Uh, It's a video featuring a person eating large amounts of food (laughs) and talking to an audience. Yes. Okay. There's a really influential YouTuber. What? Who does yukbang. Man, I saw this on some other show somewhere. Yeah, uh, is this mukbang. Is this mukbang. the woman who eats? She's, like, she's a very attractive Korean woman. She is, and she eats like the, yeah, like, like some chili, like living, stuff. Yeah. living stuff. And oh. she was featured on somebody else's program, and they spent time with her doing these mukbang videos. I'd love to go. I don't know any good Korean restaurants around here, but if anybody can recommend one, okay. I, I want to eat some more Korean food. Uh, you have K-Drama, which is a Korean-language television produced in South Korea. That's been added to the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, but not all the recently added words are borrowings, reborrowings, or loan translations from Korean. Uh, the uh, dictionary said, adding that several words are either new formations or new senses of existing English words, like K-Drama. So there's an interjection, which is Fighting! Fighting! And it's used to enc- uh, convert, uh, convey encouragement, incitement, or support. So fighting means that to the Koreans. Uh, to South or, Koreans. or people, uh, 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 English-speaking, are saying it. Uh, oh. It means, like, go for it. I got it. Uh, meanwhile, skinship is a blend of the English words skin and kinship, referring to the touching or close physical contact between parent or child or between lovers and friends. And that has... Origins in uh, Korean language, I guess. Here's so. the uh, woman eating the uh, the food. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So she's uh, attractive. And Will she sit and eat all of that? Um, she eats a lot of it. Wow. The stuff that's a little troubling is when she starts eating things that are like living. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's got down to a bowl full of puppies. Oh, stop no, it! I'm kidding. 
All right, anyhow, so they have uh, adopted these words into the Oxford English Dictionary. Do you think you could eat curious. a live eel? Preston? No, oh, God, God, no. Oh God. no. I hear it's like a, you know, for people who love it, it's like a delicacy. A live yeah. eel? No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh-uh. If something moved no. in my mouth without listen, me being the cause of that, you movement? don't ever want to recall because this this to to many cultures there are they, these are the foods that they love and that's that's absolutely fine. It, yeah. it, it is it, it's again. I wonder. I love when we get perceptions of other cultures uh, about what they see. Like things that we will eat or do yeah. that they will be aghast. Totally, at. it's yeah. odd to consider anything uh, right. uh, gross. But when, I guarantee when you, you, when you eat a living being's flesh regularly, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's natural for us to want to do that as omnivores, and you can argue that with me if you want to. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, the idea of eating you know, like a starfish or something like that right. sounds pretty gross to me. Right, we probably shouldn't. Uh, I just think the texture would be really well, weird. It's, it's like funny what you, what we do eat, like a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, which, which has probably got you know nine different types of ass in it. Right. I mean, head cheese and, and yes. scrapple and all that. And that's stuff. gonna you know some people right. are not gonna grasp that. Yep. Right. Well, anyhow, these are uh, these are words that are uh, uh, based in Korean, and they are heading into the Oxford English Dictionary, and it's because of the how you the Korean way. Well, it was I, I, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, which is a great show. It's on Disney Plus, and he went out and did a, uh, a mukbang video. Thank you, Andrea, for texting me because <laughs> he sat down with this girl, Steve, and they went to like her uh, Korean restaurants in, or Korean. Um, Food markets in in L.A. and they did a mukbang video together. Um, we're watching her right now, and she's eating uh, crab legs, this gigantic crab, and she's yeah. eating huge chunks of yeah. crab meat. That looks gross to me, and I love crab. That's just too much. Yeah, I, I get no entertainment out of watching. No, that I would at not get into, but I, but uh, but uh, I would love to go to South Korea. I love I love the uh, oh, yeah. the culture. I love the people. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, that'd be very cool. I don't know if I'd do this. I'd probably look for something a little one of the earlier dishes we were talking. But yeah. This this piece of oh my god this piece of crab that she just ate was the size of a whole hot dog yeah an entire hot dog and it came from a crab leg and she just swallowed it by the way Preston she's like petite she's yeah yeah. yeah. well okay all right so that's the thing that you need to do is eat entire uh, (laughs) king crabs was that called muck what muck bang yeah bang muck and Jeff okay all right we should take break be back in a moment. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one carat lab grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey had uh, told me this earlier this morning, and I was not aware that today is apparently National Nipple Piercing Day. All right. Yeah, thought so. And our buddy uh, RC at Tattoos by RC, they do piercing as well. He had said that uh, he had told Casey they are doing piercing today, and they are donating a portion of the proceeds to, to breast cancer research. That's So uh, RC is doing this. Cool. Yeah, RC is doing it, yeah. And it's actually 50% of all nipple piercings to breast cancer awareness. Uh, and then, so it's 50 bucks for one nipple, 80 for both. Oh, yeah, that's okay. a great savings. Well, I walked yeah. by Bill's office and so I'm getting his nipples pierced, and I wondered what wow. that was about. Wow. <laughs> he, was, uh, he had talked to RC. Yeah. And, he was pissed uh, about the Buffalo Bills losing. And yeah. He lost a bet. Yeah. Um, nipple piercing. Yeah. Never, not, piercing in general, never has appeared to me. me uh, appealed to me. I've never had a pierced Does ear, mouth, and nose. He has both nipples pierced, right? Does I think he, really? I think he does, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Wow. I have five in my ears. Do you really still? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, nipples? Could, I got five, five nipples. I got three nipples in the left ear okay. and two nipples in the right ear. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can stick earrings can. through them right now if I oh, want to. Oh, I didn't to. know that. Yeah. It, it just it didn't look right. I tried. I was in old radio and... You know, yeah. and every time I looked in the mirror, I'm like, just, just, I, I don't look That's like an me. earring guy. Yeah. yeah. I have my nipple pierced. No, what? shut up. Are you God. kidding? Miss Needle Phobic? How long have we known you? <sighs> we Happy never. Birthday, hey, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday present for Kendra Romano. Birthday miracle. Revealed that she had her nipple pierced. <laughs> I still don't believe smiling. it. She was smiling when I brought this up. She looked at me holding up her hand, meaning I have something to say. And you have this bizarre look on your face. Wow. Oh, my look God. Look at Steve. Steve is can't so even perplexed. speak. No, I, this do. makes sense, though, because sometimes I'll see Kathy walking around, and she'll have a kettlebell suspended from her crotch. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> okay. so What's wait, that I, attached to? And she has another piercing. Let's unpack this here for a moment. Yeah. Okay, so I can explain. <laughs> number one, you're definitely afraid of needles. Yes. Anything that has to do with that. Number two, you're so pristine when it comes to anything. She that has, has a perfect to, vagina. To do well, by pristine I mean uh, no tattoos, a, like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. unblemished, and, and, and also unblemished, yeah. no uh, no touching any. No. Any even remotely yep. no. sexual areas, <laughs> naughty areas of the naughty. body. Well, you've been scarred by your mother. Let me sit down here. I know. Okay, sit down and okay. I'll tell you the story. There's Casey, be a catch Casey, here. fan no him. Yes. Fan him. Please. <laughs> There's a catch here. There's got to be a catch. All right. How long ago? Uh, okay, so. Last week. <laughs> no, let me think about this. Okay, I think it was. It was college. Yeah, I was in college. It had to be. Somebody it had was- to have been kidnapped and, like, this was the only way to get them released. Well, I was trying to think if it was after college, but but it wasn't. Like a so, spring break thing? Uh, no, so it was in college. Uh, I had a very good friend from high school, 
uh, turned stripper, turned, she was getting things pierced. Okay. Um, and so I, and by the way, she hid from me that she was a stripper for a long time. So I didn't know she was a stripper, but she was. Uh, anyway, so she was going to get something pierced. Now, I grew up, my mom always taught me, do not get a tattoo. In 10 years, you're not going to like it. You're going right. to pick something today, and you're never going to like it. And so that stuck with me. What she was okay with, now I don't think she knew I got my nipple pierced, but what she was okay with was piercings because you could always take them out. Right. So, back, yeah. yeah, so I had piercings all the way up my ear, you know, okay. the cartilage, all of right. that. Yeah. I had my belly button pierced. And I didn't know that either. So at this point, then there was like, well, what else do I get pierced? My my friend was going to get a piercing. I forget which. I, she was getting her nose done. I didn't want to get my nose done yeah. uh, because, I, you know, I have terrible allergies. I'm like, that thing's going to go flying when I blow my nose. So uh, we were just there, and she was like, just do it, just do it. So she basically convinced me and i was like i don't know i don't know if i can do this um so I, was I, it a dude who did it it was a guy who did it um we went to like a place in we were in new hope so it was like a piercing place it wasn't yeah. like some corner store i felt comfortable it was very like uh you know doctor-esque right. the room was set up um so i did it i got my nipple pierced you were drinking beers my no listen it was terrible it was an awful awful experience my body rejected it oh. it never like healed ever it was like a massive infection wow and, yeah and my boyfriend at the time was fine he was finally like what are you doing just take it out it's not gonna because i thought i went through all of this yeah. like i had a needle go through my nipple like help wow. me here you- i i so i didn't want to take it out because i went through all of that it was wow. terrible it was terrible pain wow. when he did it Afterwards, like it was awful, so I did not have it very long, and I ended up taking it out. Was so, the was the intention to get both of them done initially, and then you no. stopped after one? No, just, you just one. Want to get I was one. just okay. getting one. You seem more like a completist. See what what was happened? It, a stud, a, 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 a it was a ring. It was a ring. Yeah. A ring. Okay. It was a ring. You All had, right. and but I mean, it it was terrible. It was so bad. It was so infected. I had to put like a gauze pad in my bra because it was infected and no it was disgusting it was awful yeah so so that's horrible that's disgusting i have to imagine did you at least become woozy during any of these piercings when you're as needle phobic as you are so the thing with needles and me is if i I can't look at it that's every time i have passed out because of it i have i watched it so i watched jace getting stitches i watched the needle go through his chin i saw the skin pull right and i was like that was it i was out so each time it was i was watching it so this obviously i didn't watch i closed my eyes turned my head held my stripper friend's right. hand and your nipple out put my nipple out and there we that go was it and did do you do you have scarring to this day um, from so it? yes there's like a tiny you wouldn't know here i'll show it come, so come on <laughs> let us decide so we're trying you, to pick the one out when uh, you, you, you wouldn't know it, it, it is a tiny little like spot yes i can see it it's on one side but if you like if you guys were sucking on my nipples you would never well, leave it to Kathy to make a story like that unsexy. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was pretty sexy. It started off sexy, and then the infection and the gauze. Right? Yes. How many days or weeks did it last? Um, it was in a couple of weeks. Like I, like I said, I tried. I and I was, you know, I went wow. back to the guy. He was like, "Here, gave me, you know, cleaning and this and that and whatever." And it just, like, literally, my why, body was rejecting it. Is that why your nipple uh, whistles now and then? Every once in a while. Did your mom find out about this right now as well? Probably, yeah. Oh I think God. she probably I, found yeah, out Yeah, she's now. on the roof ready to swan dive into the 
Wow. Parking lot. So how long total do you think you actually had it in? Uh, Nick, probably like maybe like a month okay. or something, and it just was not getting better. And, and always painful uh, all the time. It was so painful the entire time. It never healed. It was always painful. Was, did removing it hurt, or was uh, yeah. it really? Oh, really? No. Oh, hurt. I re- and I remember, too, I was in the bathroom uh, at my boyfriend's house in college. You know, it hurt so bad. The way you know, like, college bathrooms was disgusting. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, so yeah. gross. And I was up there with my friend, and, and she was like, that's it. We're taking it out. And we just, yeah. Because remember the... Um, the old piercer, or what they used to use, I don't want to know what they use now, but it had little balls on the end, so you had to screw the, the ball off so that you could take right. the the um, hoop off. Yep. So it was like the whole thing was just painful. Oh. It was oh awful. Oh, God. Um, all right, so the actual act of having it pierced, because I, I don't, I couldn't do it. It just seems like it would be so painful. It was awful. It was okay. so painful. What did they use, like ice? Or people, what? Who, people who say, like, oh, no, it wasn't that bad. No, it was bad. Yeah. It's, it's one of the more sensitive spots on your body. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. So sensitive. Um, so, well, and listen, here's the thing. Oh, God, here's more, here's more info. Uh, my vaginal piercing. No, like, no, no. No, I never did that. But I don't have very... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying. I don't have very sensitive nipples, yeah. so I thought, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like I'm not like yeah. the girls who are super sensitive yeah. and are always nipping through their shirts. I got right. tough as leather that. nipples. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. not so much. So not when true. when it was happening, did they get like browner or or pinker or? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody no, says, call the guy say- in New Hope. Yeah. He'll be able to answer Hold the question. Up. But I will say, uh huh. I. Th- well, he so uh, they would take pictures of all of their piercings, and I was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> like, you cannot have a picture of my boob. <laughs> I am wow. floored right now. I am, I am too, man. Yeah. All the years that, that is never so naughty. No, oh, so dumb. Never knew. So and you, you also. So what about the belly button? Yeah. Piercing? So my Claire got one, which I thought was really sexy, but she got she got bored of it. You know, like a belly. Yeah, belly. I think I just I, I loved it. That yeah. I liked. You had it that was, for a while. I, I had it for a very long time. Yep, and then I think I just got to an age where I was like, I, I don't need a belly button ring. <laughs> like, yeah. why do I still have? I this mean, on? my nipples are old. Yeah, my nipples. Yeah, yes, that makes but... sense. I can <laughs> hang laundry on those. Pain wise, though, when when getting the belly button versus the nipple, it, it, same amount or you know what I would I think I was sixteen when I got my belly button pierced. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even remember. What What about the, the, the butt stuff you had done? Stop it. Oh, yeah. Butt piercings. We, sh- we should all get our belly buttons pierced. What do you think? What do you yeah, think, guys? of course. No, yeah. but you guys know I'm going, I'm going to get, la- I'm getting a Brazilian laser. I remember you saying that, And yeah. somebody told me you have to hold your legs up so they can get your behind. <laughs> oh, really? So they're, they're, they're going to blow out your, your ass hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Could you do... imagine me holding my legs up for oh, somebody yeah, to laser yeah. my sure can. Sure can. Yep. I'm going to get a man <laughs> right now. You know. Wow. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through that part. Wow. <laughs> well, we all remember uh, Marissa's tongue piercing. Yeah. Remember when she removed, oh, yeah. removed that manually at home. I used to have the audio yeah, of that. The audio of that getting clipped off. Now, that, when you when you initially got that piercing done, Marissa, that, oh. how could that not hurt? Because uh, I was on spring break, and it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but did I ever tell you guys a story about when I came home and my mom saw it? No. So, it was Easter dinner. Um, mm. First, I should say, as soon as I sat up, I, like... Or as soon as I got a pierce, I sat up and I went, my mom's going, no, I feel my tongue pierced because my tongue just swelled up and I couldn't eat for a few days. So it was Easter dinner. We're all sitting around the table, um, like an Italian table. So like, you know, we're talking and laughing like two hours after dinner. 
And at one point, I just opened my mouth, my mouth really wide to to laugh at something, and the whole t- <laughs> table's laughing, and my mom just stops. Oh, no. oh daggers! Oh, and boy. she goes, "What's that?" And the entire rest of the table starts cracking up laughing because they have saw it hours ago. You know, right. my mom was probably cooking dinner and she didn't notice. So my mom, like, collects herself for a minute and she goes, oh, okay, all right, all right, and starts laughing with it. And then she goes, well, at least I knew about the other one. And everybody laughs more. My dad goes, wait. What oh other God. one? <laughs> and then this is the creepiest part. So my dad just like, I guess he just didn't know how to react. So I'm laughing and trying to make light of it. So I grab my dad's hand and I go, Dad, this one. And I start to bring it like towards my chest. Oh, no. And my dad rips his hand away. He's like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? And I was like, Dad, my belly button. Where did you think I was going oh to bring God. your hand? Oh, God. It was kind of a tale in our family. Wow. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Yeah. So what? Uh, so down the line, uh, if your daughter decides she wants anything, uh, I listen. Have her talk to Kathy. Yeah, I'll have her talk to Kathy. That'll yeah, fix it. She'll dissuade her in a second. I can't believe you um, admitted that to us. Like, you... oh god, it was so long ago. Like it was. Well, why didn't you tell us sooner? I. You know what? I don't know. Not sure. Maybe was, you never asked about. It my was nipples. a national um, nipple piercing day <laughs> yeah. until just yeah, now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I mean, we talked about you know. Uh, pierced nipples and uh, many times on this show. I'd imagine not stopping. I can't wait till uh, about it, but. National Vaginal Piercing Day rolls right. around. When that comes around, wow. Yeah, yeah. mm. uh, hang on a second here. Hannah has piercings, loads of them. Hi, Hannah. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. You wanted to comment on the nipple piercing? Nipple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was sixteen, I got my belly button and my lip pierced, and then. My friend did my nose piercing, and then, you know, you have to wait till you're 18 to get your nipples pierced. So when we were 18, we went and got them done, and we both sat still. Like, it didn't hurt. I think the piercing that hurt the worst was my nose, because after I got it done, my eyes would not stop watering, and <sighs> it felt like somebody punched me. Yeah, so, so Hannah, wow. I think I got to imagine. I've heard that from a few people that that yeah. the nose stuff is is really tricky and so did you did you eventually have it removed or did you let it did you let yourself acclimate to it um i just left it and i've had my nose pierced um to the point where now i can take it out and leave it out for a while and just put it back in cuz like once you pierce your nose there's only like a little bit of skin at the bottom that you have to push through. So, do some people get it through the the um, oh god the lower the, the oh that would hurt the so septum bad. the septum and then yeah. some people get it out just actually on the nostril. Uh, you, I assume you had it through the septum, correct? No, I've actually had just my, my the side of my nose. I wanted to get my septum done, but um, the pain that I felt when getting my regular nose piercing done, I just I thought that <sighs> getting the septum done would. Blow it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes I think it looks really cool. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I sometimes I like the look. I think it could look really, you know, pretty wild. You know who asked one Thanks, now that, that I hadn't noticed until recently, um, and I started watching that cursing show with Nick Cage is uh, Nikki Glazer. She oh yeah, and was Pierce. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. It on does her. look good. Um, is hers? I think. <sighs> Hers is on the side. It's not the no, symptom. I know, no, I know. Um, it's either her or somebody else like her. It's not a real nose ring. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a magnet. Like magnet? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know, but hers I think good. hers is a magnet. Okay. I still yeah. like the nose piercing. Me too. Like, if, Me too. If I could get it, 
I would, but I just think with, with my allergies, it would be like you a nightmare. You would get a nose yeah. You really still like a I, nostril? I think, it, I think it looks oh, good. Yeah, yeah, like I think it looks cute on women. Kathy was blowing some chunky ones this morning when we <laughs> yeah. were in the office. Yeah. Oh, and they're blowing her nose. Oh, I just go, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, would, I, it wouldn't go well. Wow. Uh, Kathy, this text says, I can confirm the Brazilian laser does require a lot of weird positions. Yeah, I don't know that I could get through that. You're going to have to. You're getting it done, right? Well, well, if I can't hold my legs up so they can get around. I might just do the bikini. Okay. <laughs> Don't turn around and spread them. Uh, There's me, a guy in another room. Hang on. Let me... <laughs> He's putting quarters in a slot. Somebody commenting... By the way, it's National Nas- n- uh, Nipple Piercing Day, and that's how we got on this. But uh, Diane is commenting on the on the nipple piercing versus other parts. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Diane? Not too much. I just wanted to tell my nipple piercing and cartilage piercing story. Please. Uh, I was like, I was uh, in my uh, late teens and I had the cartilage done at the Fairgrounds Mall in the Reading area. Fairgrounds and Mall in Reading, okay. It was freezing. We, my boyfriend and I walked to the mall because he lived nearby. And when we walked, as soon as I had it done, it was instant pain. It was so painful. I had my left left ear done, the cartilage. <sighs> and as soon as we stepped out of the mall, we walked home and the, it was like like nose hairs freezing type of weather so as soon as i got outside it felt instantly better but i couldn't as soon as i got home to his place i we went to go to sleep i couldn't sleep i couldn't lay on it it was so painful it never healed i tried everything same as uh as kathy for like two months to, to make it heal because i wanted that that cartilage pierced so badly <laughs> I had the Jeez. same. I had the same exact thing happen to me. You had this 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 nagging pain. Yeah, that, uh, up in the top of my ear. Diane's talking about. Yeah, I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't sleep on that side. Uh, it just oh. it just never healed. Is, is it just like a, like a pulsing pain? No, it's it's. Um, have you ever uh, accidentally like bent your ear while sleeping and yeah. and slept on it? It's that like. Okay. Um, it's, it it just like hurts all the time. Like a burning, like a burning infected type of. I knew right away it was it was there was something wrong. Jeez. So, but Diane, you you had both nipples pierced. Uh, no, so same boyfriend. About a year later, he had his nipple pierced, and he had a bunch of tattoos. And so he convinced me to get mine done. And we literally went to some row house in the Reading area. <laughs> we had to wait for the guy to get released from jail. <laughs> Oh my God! An ex-convict, serious? an ex-convict teacher hey, stuff. It's Redding, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> he was their leading surgeon. <laughs> oh my God. And we were literally up on the second floor bedroom of this row house. This guy with his big ZZ Top beard, and he uh, did my nipple piercing, and he literally did it with like a hollow needle. Jesus. And, and, a fork. Like and who's? A, wait, wait, wait. And a fork. No, no, a, a piece of cork. Oh, a piece I of heard cork. that. And a oh, fork. I heard fork, yeah. too. I got a I fork. Heard, yeah. Here's an olive fork. Who's up for some chi-chi? Wow. So, and a, and a, a couple of ice cubes and a couple of shots, and that was it. Jeez. I still have that to this day. So. That, you still have that piercing, both of them? I still have the, the nipple. I can't get anything through it at this point, but okay. the, uh, the nipple piercing was much less painful. That's wow. my story. Wow, man. Right. I don't know. There's a lot of people do these sort of uh, the, uh, back you. room things. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, thank you. I think at least you went to a place that was at least seemed to be yeah. credentialed, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it still there, Kath? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I haven't been to New Hope no, in your a nipple. long time. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> texted in. They, still there. they thought they knew what you what place you were talking about. I saw it come in as soon as you This is a bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, in New yeah. Hope? 
Yeah, yeah tattoo shops and piercing places in, maybe, in New Hope. Maybe uh, Kathy's nipple is a big mural when you walk in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, the silt-done piercing thing is, I mean, you can even go back to the movie Grease. You remember yes, that? They're, they're uh-huh. talk about that and yeah, just sure. using a, a pin and, and some ice. And no. I used to do it all the time when I was in, like, high school. You would pierce somebody else? No, my myself. Shut up. Yeah, I wanted my ear pierced so bad that I would take, like, uh, ice cubes and go up to the bathroom and sit there with a safety pin and... No effing way. I know. No effing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never I never had a, um, it's one of those things that never really interested me. That surprises me. You hear stories of people getting severe infections and having to have the, the, the cartilage yeah. clipped and no. no. It's just, I mean, as a, it's best to have a, 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 an ex-con do it with a fork. Right. As a drummer in a rock band, I'm just, I'm surprised that you never yeah. had any. No, I never, uh, it wasn't my thing. Right. Uh, hang on, let me go to, uh, we got to wrap it up? We do. Can I go to one more call? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hey guys, how are you today? Good. Uh, what do you want to tell us about your nipple piercing? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I got my nipple pierced on Senior Week in Cancun, Mexico, at Senior Frog. Oh my one god! Of the, one of their finest establishments. Senior Frog is like a legendary place, right? You got it pierced <laughs> at a bar in Cancun. On the second floor, yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Bucks. Yeah, that, that's where they sold the guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I think, I, you know, I think they just use the, you know, lighter to, uh, to disinfect it. Sure. But, oh uh, Cord- cord- cauterized it, yeah. <laughs> God. No, disinfect yeah. the needle. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, her. I was working at a pizza shop at the time in, in uh, the fine streets of Delco, and uh, I was bringing up uh, sauce <laughs> containers because I was making a batch of sauce. It was a, a full case with four cans on top, so there's ten cans all together. Oh, man. I bring them up. And I and there were these big you know big cans, so I put put them on the table and I I pull away and I had one of the horseshoe uh, earrings in my nipple and there goes the the sauce can with my nipple oh. with my nipple ring. Oh god! Oh. Oh. Right god! Out. Listen, that's a whole Dude. conversation we could have. Yeah. People calling in, we're getting a piercing ripped out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's gnarly, Jamie. What town were you? So, uh, was so, this pizza shop in, by the way? In Drexel Hill on Vermont Road. Okay, man. Ow. But it, it's still, uh, it's still. There's an extra far. piece of pepperoni on the toilet, <laughs> on the tomato can there. Sauce so is a little different. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, All right, Jamie. God. Thank you. Wow. That's effed up. Let's just recap. More. Yes. Go back. Kathy had a nipple pierced at yeah. one point in her life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> News to us. The best birthday present I've had so far. Besides Judd Apatow wishing me a happy birthday. You you, you missed what she also blurted out. She worked in snuff films for a while. Oh, my God. This is this is a revelation for people who've known each other for a long time. Oh, my God. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we return. Oh, and by the way, was it Warrior 1984? Was that where you got your name? You know what? Maybe. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember. It was Somebody so long ago. Him. All right. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back. Pancake and Heineken tonight from 5 to 7 at Craft Hall at 901 North Delaware Avenue in Philly. Craft Hall and Casa is hosting the Icarus Cup Soccer Tournament opening ceremonies tonight from 6 to 9 featuring Heineken Silver. Enjoy new, crisp, and refreshing Heineken Silver. 3.2 carbs and 95 calories. All the taste with no bitter endings. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Sponsored by Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. Donate to Casey's team, the WMMR Rock and Rollers, for the Bend to the Shore bike tour on July 23rd, benefiting Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. Visit PrestonandSteve.com 
For more information, we'll start with this disturbing story. A home security technician admitted Thursday that he secretly accessed the cameras of more than 200 customers, particularly attractive women, to spy on while they undressed, slept, or had sex. 200. Uh, Okay. uh, That's terrifying. Yeah. Telesforo Aviles, a 35-year-old former employee for the security company ADT, admitted that he secretly accessed the customers' accounts of more than 9,600 times over more than four years. That's why you got to go through Chuck Berry security. Well, Mur- uh, <laughs> That way you know you're safe. I have those cameras in my bathroom. I know that I'm being protected. Uh, while working for ADT, Aviles uh, took note of customers' homes where attractive women lived. Prosecutors said then repeatedly gained access to the video feeds for sexual gratification. The technician... Violated the company's policies by surreptitiously adding his personal email address to accounts on ADT Plus, an app that allows customers to check remotely on their home security cameras. And at times, Avila's claimed that he needed to temporarily add himself to their accounts to test the security system. Yeah. In others, he simply added his email to the account without notifying customers. Jesus. ADT, which is based in Florida, is currently facing three federal lawsuits related to the incident. The breach affected 220 customers who lived in Texas. Rub your nipples. What was that? <laughs> ADT began to <laughs> notify customers about the breach back in April, uh, telling them that one of their employees had accessed customer accounts for about four and a half years. Quick question. So I have security cameras outside and inside my house. A bedroom is not a place I would put security cameras. I assume that's where these security cameras are, right? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would assume so, too, right? yeah, if they were having sex. But... Right. Uh, one defendant claims Avila's was found to have accessed the home security cameras of her parents' home at least 73 times between 2017 and 2020, Jeez. including her bedroom while, yeah, she was still a teenager. So that's pretty scary. It's disgusting. All right. A 46-year-old man in Nova Scotia has been charged with multiple firearms offenses after police say his attempt to euthanize his dog with a handgun ended up injuring another man. Police responded to a complaint of a firearms discharge resulting in injury. Corporal Mark Skinner said that the man was outside his home when he tried to shoot his dog, which had bitten several people but missed, and the bullet struck a 21-year-old man who was inside the house. Uh Uh-huh. So this guy's a crack shot. A subsequent search of the home resulted in the seizures of 29 long guns and 9 handguns. Uh, the man was arrested and later released on conditions. So is he trying to do like an old yeller on his own dog? or I, I guess. Or he's just an Stupid, a-hole. yeah. Uh, the victim was taken to the hospital and released with minor injuries. The dog is alive and was seized by animal control. The man is scheduled to appear uh, for multiple firearms charges. Thought you'd get rid of me, huh? <laughs> Police in Texas arrested a man they say went for fast food in a stolen ambulance. <laughs> Authorities reported the theft happened. That is hubris. Yeah, Thursday night uh, in southwest Houston. According to investigators, paramedics were working at an apartment complex when the man jumped into their ambulance and drove off. I'm craving chicken. Let me steal an ambulance. Officials used GPS to track the ambulance to a jack-in-the-box drive through There they found the man ordering food uh, inside the emergency vehicle. He even had the emergency lights on <laughs> while he was going through the drive through We have a cardiac patient in the back, but I am so peckish. Uh, needless to say, the man was arrested. No word on what charges he will face at this point. I love this story. A huge 
porn magazine collection was discovered by two tenants after they climbed into their attic to investigate a strange noise. Daniel Sims and Ash Day were overjoyed when they found the huge stash of vintage European titles. Oh, wow. With one referring to the magazines as a gold mine. Uh, the pair from oh, yeah. West from West Yorkshire, England, uh, were hanging out at their rented home when they suddenly heard a strange noise coming from the loft. Concerned that someone was breaking into the house, uh, they decided to investigate and climbed into the attic for the first time since they'd moved in a year earlier. Uh, they didn't come across any intruders, but instead they found a mountain of porn kept in pristine condition and wrapped in cellophane as well. It's the greatest day of my life. Uh, the duo were amazed and instantly brought some of the secret stash down to go through it, and they believe it belonged to their landlord. Uh, so was the, do they think the landlord might have been up in the attic rooting through it? Is that well, the sound that they heard? Well, they didn't know it was up there, first of all. And okay. They, I think maybe, like, one of the, the stacks fell over or oh, something all right. like that. It, that voluminous, uh, that it, uh, you have an occasional porn, porn avalanche. Uh, the duo were amazed and instantly brought some down. They, the estate agent had said that there was uh, nothing in there, and it was uh, tricky to access, according to Daniel. He said, we had to climb up the bathroom door to get in, and once we were in, we found the room empty, except right at the back, stacks and stacks of porn. Daniel Daniel regularly explores abandoned properties and shares these on his YouTube channel, which is called Bearded Realty. So he decided to film the whole thing. He said, we got up there, not even kidding. We found a stash of porn, wrapped up porn. Uh, Daniel and Ash then went through a few of the magazines, finding various types of pornography, all over 20 years old, with some printed in Italian and Spanish. Mm. The cover of one adult magazine, which appears to be an old edition of Fiesta, reads, Is yours as meaty as this? In a large a good question the, with a topless woman bent over. Um, wow, do you have any physical porn in your house? Just a little bit <laughs> from the old days. So that's a I, yes. I, I, I held on. I held on to uh, just like in case of emergency, like two. Well, just in no, case the internet goes down. Oh, it's, it's just for for memory sake. Oh, in case you. of Wi-Fi termination, break glass. I don't have any. I don't uh, have any physical, and I used to. Well. For, Watching the video of this, it was wild to see porn magazine. Yeah. I had yeah. not seen a magazine. I couldn't tell you when. And you always used to have a cup, you know, something you keep, you know, like well, like a, a 10 or 11 foot pile. Mm-hmm. We still have a copy of Straight Stunting, do we not? I think we do. But that's here. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to have to drive no, over here right, in an emergency. Right. No, but I, I have a couple from uh, from my formative days. Okay. That I, that I held on to. So just nostalgia. Just for nostalgia. It's like that like, kid's book you wanted. Mm-hmm. Is it in like a memory box? Um, no. Oh, you should... Uh, it's in a wank box. box. Yeah. It's in my, it's in my briefcase right behind me. Oh, Is right. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you should keep it there. I mean, <laughs> you have a daughter. Nobody goes in there but me. Right. So, yes. yeah, exactly. That's why he always has it handcuffed to him. Uh, so the video later shows... I can show it to you. Yeah, please. Want. Uh, the sure, video later shows the bathroom floor littered with adult magazines. I didn't know where there was that much porn in the world, Ash can be heard saying. So... They were pretty excited. This isn't the first time that he stumbled upon erotica, though. He said just a month ago in December, uh, he found another collection while exploring an infamous building dubbed the Dildo Manor. Huh. Well, you would expect that. Dildo yeah. Manor. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's my bizarre file. All right, you let's take a look. More now, Marissa. Yeah. 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 It is your birthday, so <laughs> this is very exciting. Yeah, that's I right, feel yeah. like Geraldo I mean, opening up a phone <laughs> <laughs> safe. I got my porn lips in okay. here. Oh, nice. You got the whole deal. Uh, here we go. All right, let's see. What, what magazine will it be? Uh, can I guess well, what it is? Yeah. Is it um, 
penthouse? You had sort of an old penthouse with one of your favorite. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. So I had it last time. I oh think I already God. showed. Oh, you there's that. your. But it's like next to nothing, man. But because I'm not going to keep like stacks of magazines no, no, and no. things like well, you that. You just got your travel porn. I wanted one piece <laughs> of porn. So this was a penthouse, mm. 1977 desk calendar. Oh wow, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. You don't. Oh, no one knows when 1977 will come back. And so here's uh, nice. here's the actual porn. Oh it's dear, yeah. For you guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. And else was good. Yeah, it was good. And else was really good. It was a little bit more adventurous than Playboy, but not as loathsome and as disgusting as some of the others. Like Hustler. Hustler. So, so you had, yeah, you had Playboy, Penthouse, and then Hustler in degrees For of, the cultured pervert. Of uh, super-duper sexiness. So, Why 77? Oh, huh. I, I don't know. I think it was my uncle's. Yeah, I think he had a uh, uh, subscription to Penthouse. Gotcha. And, and I stole uh, this. Battlestar Galactica just debuted. And so when you, when you found some... You had, you had to hold on to it. You had, yeah. to, you had yeah, to get well, it, sure. yeah. it. Well, hold on to it with one hand. Well, exactly. Or just lay it out on the bed. So, uh, oh, good, good. It's a disco. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. In 1977. Uh, I'd say Amazonian. Are there uh, are there names of, on those posts? Or no, just the just the pictures. There weren't. Uh, uh, it's it has the photographers' names, but it doesn't have. <laughs> they credited the photographer, but not the women. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pat Nixon. <sighs> I would Im- imagine in the actual issue that this came from, it probably. Right, uh, said who there was, and then I like I, how Penthouse though knew that that a calendar would be a useful thing. And then here was something that you would get in the mail, right? Um, this was a little more current. This is probably like 1980s, and this was an ad for uh, porn movies, which had lots of graphic. <laughs> yes, I mean full on. So what you're holding there is like what I found in my neighbor's dude. in my neighbor's garbage can that time, Preston. When I when I the, the whole notion of oral was first presented to me, yeah, and I was thinking, wow, who would want to put their mouth there where the peepee is? And then here is a this is from Gallery Magazine, and I was eighteen at the time when I thought. That. And this was a uh, this was a, the girls next door. Oh, and that, uh, that Michelle, I see it says is one of the names. This, this is, is Michelle. Michelle, and she's the girl next door. It says so. Oh, you have an interesting collection. So that's sort of I think that. That's as much pornographic as it is nostalgic. I think that's really what it is for you. That's why I hung on to it. Are you yeah. going to leave that in your will to the to the family? Uh, well, somebody's got to get it. Yeah. Right? Or they could bury it with me. I don't really know. <laughs> so shovel buddy. And then I do have I do have a a penthouse oh. uh, with Brie Olson because she had stopped by and gave this to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember that? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, Brie Olson was here, and she'd actually given us a couple of these copies, so I held on to that. So there we go. That make it all makes sense. Thank you for a, a peek into your your uh, in my porn world. Yeah. Erotica. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Preston's corner. <laughs> this is Preston's porn corner. I like that. Preston's porner. <laughs> Not bad. All right. Uh, we should take a break. We should and uh, come back in a moment. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I want to go back to something in the uh, entertainment report we have with uh, Jillian Anderson saying she's not wearing bras ever again. Like, she done. Said, she said when they, they, even if her boobs go down to her belly button, yeah. uh, she will not be wearing a bra again. I was kind of surprised to hear Kathy saying that she, you like that uh, that uh, support. support that you get. Yeah, I, if, to me, it feels more comfortable than to have, like, my boobs... Hey, hanging down and like on down. my skin, you know what I mean? Yeah, sweaty yeah, sure. and everything. So uh, yes, I I can. You, so you're you're probably more buxom than uh, well. That's why I was Jillian looking Anderson's at. very slight. Right. Yeah, I'm looking and at. So she could get it, get away with it. Yeah, like if they're naturally up there, yeah. yeah then then maybe no bra would be would right. be comfortable. But if they're not me, naturally up there. I would hate you know as listen. We we are free of of this sort of stuff on the on the whole. That looks like a restrictive garment. I, right. I, you know, having you know removed a, a share of, of them in my life and and uh, hooks and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like something that is uncomfortable and binding. Yeah. And I know even like top quality bra makers and uh, brazier manufacturers have you know they're, they're, people rave on their particular types. But still, at the end of the day, it is a harness that you're wearing. Yeah, correct? I mean, it's, yeah. and it's tight. And, yeah, yeah. Um, is okay. Uh, the because I know people that will almost exclusively wear sports bras. I do. I, that's I, all I wear. Yeah. yeah. Well, See, and I understand that, that. I can't wait to take off. Yeah. That is uncomfortable. Those right. are uncomfortable for me. Okay. Like I work out, and it immediately comes off because I can't. I wouldn't be if I wear it for the rest of the day like I would a normal bra. Mm-hmm. My shoulders would hurt. Like okay, I would, it's because it pulls forward. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as you're done working out, that, that thing, comes off. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they hit the ground. That's what it would be like if I didn't wear one to the gym. <laughs> um, so wait, I want to go back to the boob sweat for a minute because that's that comes from, I assume, skin on skin when you're when the, yeah. the bottom uh, touches yes. your torso or like the cleavage too. Or, okay. How bad is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. How uh, bad is it? Well, I think part, I, I guess because we're like, talking about underarm. Under, like, well, that's what I was. That's what I was. Is just it as bad say. as underarm? Um, I mean, if it's like a really hot day out, I think that's why a bra is comfortable for me because it it does stop. I I don't think I could go outside (laughs) with my boobs hanging down and all that boob said, ew, it would be gross. I wonder, it's because your armpits naturally sweat. That that seems to be a focal point of your sweat glands. Mm -hmm. Are there... See, and uh, glands all over the place. The example I was going to give, though, uh, I don't think you guys could relate to either. But, like, when, uh, like, if I cross my legs, if I have a dress on and I cross my legs, it's, like, that sweat. So it's not necessarily that, like, you're sweating from your your armpits. (laughs) It's sort of just, like Preston said, the skin on skin. Yeah, okay, just the the natural sweatiness of that. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, you know, you've seen, obviously, uh, some bras are... Well, we had the bra whisperer in here, and she brought in all those those bras. There was the old style 
clamps on the back and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the it, it's just like a torture device. Um, going back to the, the sweat stuff, do you remember, we talked about this years ago, there was a, there was a convenience store or something like that, a puppet sign, who said that they wouldn't accept any money that was being was kept in... under their boobs yeah. or yes. in their bra. Like yes. women would keep money in their bra and it would get sweat on. It's used as sort of a transport, like a, like basically a glove compartment for yeah. your body. Did, did yeah. you ever slip anything in there if you uh, to, to keep? Oh, yeah. I mean, in college, yeah, yeah. I would... Um, you put money in there? We oh, would put your money... Your ID? Owner's ID. manual? Money. Well, ID would um, would go in the back pocket, uh, you know, if you had yeah. jeans on. But if you didn't, yeah, like you could slip. But I would do like I would. So I remember I used to be addicted to chapstick. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I w- could not leave the house without it. That would go like on the side. I wouldn't put it in the cleavage. Right. I would sort of hide it along the wire of the bra on okay. the side. All right. There's how- a lot of geography down there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the how, what was the the largest count of items you would carry at one point in time? I think it was ju- it was really okay. just. That chaps. All I needed in co- the, the college. Floss. No, going to a college bar. All I needed was chapstick, money, and my ID. Yeah, and I didn't even need that much. Where'd money. you keep your condoms? <laughs> I didn't need those. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's 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 weird because we don't we don't deal with that sweat element. But I. <laughs> or if you had a boyfriend, you said, "Here, hold this." Yeah. Right. That, they were good. And then he says, "Here, hold this." Yeah. Right. <laughs> Carrying your stuff around. All uh, yeah. Um, well, so, do you ever go braless on occasion, or is it just not comfortable? Never. I, I mean, w- not out in public, but, like, right. around the house. Oh, around, At the club. <laughs> no, out in public, never. I actually will not buy clothes that would look funny with uh, a bra being worn with it. You know, sometimes right. there's, you know, one shoulder or, you know, something with very uh, thin straps. I will... Not buy that. I won't waste my money because I know I have to wear a bra. Okay, let me have a question. I have a question about, uh, you know, women who wear thongs and so on, too, so you don't see the panty lines. Is that... uh does that uh, yeah, transfer so, to bras as well? You don't want certain patterns that'll be seen through the the clothing, or yes, does that matter? Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, however, I care a little bit less about that I, because I have to wear a bra. So sometimes there's no way around it. But most of my bras are <laughs> a nude color because if you wear white, you're not going to be able to. You won't see it, right? Yeah, so, so, and you say, but I think you're probably the anomaly in that you'll wear it right up to bedtime. I wear yeah. it up to till bedtime, and then uh. I take it. I mean, if I like, sometimes you know, I take a shower before. Right. I go to bed. I won't put it on after the shower if it's okay. close to bedtime. But I mean, right. I'm not running around the house with my jugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, Look at um, the jugs, Kathy. You're pretty um, tame when it comes to like you're not a big cleavage yeah. uh, type person or anything like that. But but bras can also be used as a fashion accessory in the sense that let's say you wanted to wear a a sheer white shirt, right? And then you would wear like a more Fancy bra underneath. Yeah, like it can be used as an accessory. An accessory, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever just wear a bra to work? Like, you know, just <laughs> you a guys, bra you statement? Didn't see, you didn't even notice yesterday I had no shirt on. You had no shirt? <laughs> wow. That shirt was amazing. It reminds me of uh, in the movie Splash, there's a woman that <laughs> that works at the... At the fruit company they oh, work right, at, yeah. and she, she would wear a bra on top of her shirt. <laughs> she was like struck by lightning or right, something right, like yeah, that. Something happened. Happened. The lady in uh, Greece did that too. The the, the principal's uh, secretary. Oh, yes. That's the same actress. Is Stop it. it. I, I'm pr- I think it is the same that actress. Her, was that her thing? That might be her thing. I don't, <laughs> maybe she did it in the audition. Yeah. They got it. Uh, by the way, this text. I think this is legit. 
Uh, it says, uh, I tuck my husband's semen sample in my bra when driving to the fertility clinic. Got to oh. keep it warm. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought she was getting, like, dirty there for a second. No, I think no. she okay. said you got to keep it warm. And then Kathy, totally off subject from the bra thing. This says, how did Kathy break her chapstick addiction? I need an intervention. Oh, my her? God. Okay, yes. I actually. We'll come back to the bras in a moment. <laughs> yes. Um, so I use Aquaphor. That was my, the way that it's I. It's like a dick for that, <laughs> that was stop What's it. What's a dick for no, listen, whoever this is, because it is a real thing. The chapstick addiction yeah, is a real Aquaphor? thing. Yes, I used Aquaphor, and eventually I was able to not even use the Aquaphor. And, like, now I'm fine. If I forgot the Aquaphor at home, no big deal. I used to, I mean, I would have to turn around and drive home and get my chapstick. Oh, my God. I've forgotten it. That yeah. bad. You know oh. what? I've, I've heard it. It uh, If you have an addiction to that, can actually make the... Your, your chap lips Try. worse. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Because there, you get cracks and the wax fills in those cracks and kind of widens them and then it can, it can exacerbate. Isn't that yeah, wild just... that people are, and this is legit, legitimately addicted yeah. to chapstick. Oh my God, I was addicted to chapstick and I was addicted to uh, nose spray. the nose spray. Yeah. Afrin. Afrin. Yeah. The yeah. nose spray was the was worse than getting off the you chapstick. Can, you can literally damage your septum, right? With If you snort Afrin too much? And know. you know what? And I um, identified uh, a co-worker's problem with Afrin uh, a couple Sniffing years ago. Did you help him? Yes. And Intervention? I, was, I told him, I go, you're addicted to it. And he was like, no, come on. I am not. No. <laughs> Would you like to join me in my office for some snuff? No, but eventually he went. To <laughs> Wear your favorite bra. He went to the doctor for it and had to wow. get something else to to get off it. All right, back <laughs> off the noses onto the boobs. Uh, I'm going to go to Adrian. Uh, Adrian, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Adrian? I just want to share with Kathy, she's not an anomaly, that us big boob bitches all wear our, our bras to bedtime. So you That's wear you wear a, a bra while you sleep? Not while I sleep, up to bedtime. Okay, to bedtime. all right. Yeah. Like a, the support is needed. I mean, I'm not like Dolly Parton big, but yeah. the shirts and the clothes, I, I totally commiserate with her because I look at clothes and say, That's so cute, I want to wear it. All right, like, then I, I guess the yeah. reason you you don't need to wear it to sleep is because you're not upright and, and therefore the weight isn't coming down on or, yeah, or, I guess so. it's a lot of weight. Know. It's a lot of it, it's again, cool. if you're if you're if you're more buxom, that that pulling thing, it's like uh, to me, the only thing I can liken it to is I love when I get into the car. I love putting on my seatbelt and being being pulled into the chair. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because yeah. I, I like 100%, that. Yeah, okay. 100%. And I guess we don't wear them to bed because we do want a little boob side at some time. I, <laughs> I got you. Go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, I can't. Right, have a good day. I can't sleep with one on. Like, it does have to come off at bedtime. But, I mean... Just like if somebody were to knock at my door, or I mean, I have a nine-year-old. One second, please. No, I have a nine-year-old child in the house too. Like I'm yeah, not gonna right, yeah. go running down the stairs <laughs> with no bra. Now, by the way, I saw this other story, which uh, ties into this a little bit. There's a uh, woman, a self-touted flat-chested med student who's working at Hooters. Uh, is keeping her 90,000 TikTok fans abreast of how she turns her barely there boobs into mountainous moneymakers every night. She says, I have the chest of a teenage boy. Her name is uh, Kristen Songer. She's 22 years old. And she has given this, you know, build a boobs tutorial type of thing. So she said that she uses a, uh, she transfers her double A cups into an ample eyeful, uh, and she begins the process by strapping on her Amazon push-up bra. She said, it's a bra on Amazon. It adds two cups. It's really padded. Really? 
And she said it's supposed to be like a bombshell, the shape of it is, likening her online retail find at Victoria's Secret for $70. Uh, hers are is a lot cheaper. Does Amazon sell an equivalent for the penis? <laughs> Nothing, probably. Uh, she said it's not quite as good, but it's half the price. After giving her girls a lift, the doctor-to-be then stuffs the bra with uh, $9 silicone inserts or sticky boobs oh my gosh. <laughs> that she purchased from Walmart. So she wears a double-padded bra, and then she puts in these, you know, like chicken cutlet type things. Yeah, that's what they used yeah. to call them. I remember we had two of them. Someone had dropped off, mm-hmm. like a... Um, uh, like a, a plastic surgeon or and something? And she said that's what pushes them together and makes it look... And I, I've saw the before and after. Is it amazing? It's astounding. And so she works at Hooters. Yes. Yeah, so well, she's, she's, it's kind of a moneymaker. Yeah, Hooters. yeah, exactly. So that's what she does to go through that process. Wow. Uh, to, yeah, to, to make her look like she's got, uh, you know, what it takes to work at Hooters. That's kind of interesting, though, because I, I like... I'm, I prefer smaller boobs. It's just my personal preference. And uh, you would think that there'd be an audience for that at a place like Hooters. Well, you know, it's something for everyone. My, well, my wife is, 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 is smaller chested and, and very athletic. And her body is... I'm just, I'm just surprised she yeah. still has to do this at a place like Hooters. Um, well, listen, there's probably, you know, competition, you know. Right. Of course. I, sure. I, I don't know, man. Listen, yes, I uh, all boobs are great in my eye. Yeah. You know, um, it's great, though, like... I'm sure at some point we all worked at Dong's, which is the comparable place. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a place called Peckers? Uh, is there? Uh, yes. In Well, it was in Ocean City, Maryland. Big Peckers, I think it was Big called. Big Peckers, yeah. <laughs> um, I, so, speaking of boobs, I was trying to take a picture of a necklace that I was wearing the other day, and the picture that came out was, oh, I, wish, was I wish I could post it. Are you kidding? I think that I can't even show you guys. Yeah, you can. No, I don't know. I don't know, but I literally... Well, what angle was it at? Was it down? Yes, of it course. was. Of like course. So you can't even see my head. You just see my cleavage. Like, my waist <laughs> looks like it's, like, three inches. Oh, my God. It's. I said, I want to make it my profile picture. Because, you know, sometimes you can't right. see the profile picture real like, big. see, <laughs> We got to see it. I know, but... You got to show it to <laughs> It's not right. Yeah, I shouldn't be showing you that. Wow! Oh my God! Come on! Holy! That's Kathy. That's a great picture. Hang that on. That looks like oh my that God. looks like you're posing for a for a porn it hog. Looks like I should oh be on a porn God. So to to explain, her hands are on her boobs yes. as well, and she's bent over. And but and and that actually it makes all of it the whole package looks fantastic. I think as you can see your waist and and uh... well and the thing is it was on the what you know where it's like a moving picture so I was actually going to fix the yeah. necklace and so it looks like I'm actually grabbing my boobs. Well, it, it, it oh looks... my god! Like what you see? Uh, <laughs> if, if people reacted to that shot of you and Marissa on the beach. If you post this, you're going to be oh, in, in a well, world of... Your face is not in the picture. Right. That's true. So, like, it can't be grabbed and, you know, taken. You should you, that would That would be record-breaking likes See, and reposts from your account if you were to do that, I guarantee well, you. Well, should oh that be God. the next poll that we take wow. after Roadhouse and Point Break? <laughs> Should Kathy post the picture? Where do you think that's yeah. going to go? You know, just because I want to see a, a poll at 100% on one end, yeah, maybe we should. Hang oh on, Marissa. Man. How about if you turn it into a charity thing? Like 10,000 retweets of the Camp Out for Hunger, mm. and we see Kathy's photo. <laughs> like, people will benefit from it. Oh, my God. Did, like did, you, did you see it? I saw it from afar. <laughs> it was. I mean, I could see it from 20 feet away. So. <laughs> 
Oh, wait. It's funny when they do that, though. That that particular angle is that looks like a classic, you know, huh. cheesecake. Well, not cheesecake, but porn shop. Here, Kathy. Somebody says Kathy's new beach flag. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there she is. I didn't lose my blanket. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, we'll consider that, or, or Kathy will consider that. Hang on, let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Erica. Hi, Erica, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Erica? Okay, so uh, a couple of years ago, um, I, so I'm type 1 diabetic, uh. and my insulin pump I would hold in my bra. And me and my husband, we went on a cruise, and I was dancing, drinking, having a good time, and it was super hot. And I heard this alarm going off, and I had no idea what it was. Well, it ended up that my boot sweat got into my pump, and my pump completely malfunctioned and turned off on the cruise. Were you left with it within a a dire medical situation? Well, so what we – I did have syringes uh, and extra insulin with me just in case anything happened. Um, but I mean, it, it could have gotten really, really bad. Well, sure. did it, did it malfunction for good for the rest of the trip or was it just, uh, oh, oh, at the yeah. moment? No, no, oh, no, wow. it was done. I had to get it replaced. Wow. So, wow. but that seems like an actually very smart place to put it. But now do they, do they have things, do they, have they modified the, the insulin pump since then or is well, it pretty much still the so, same unit? Well, so that was, um, that it had like a cord. Right. That was attached to me. Now I have it's uh, it's an Omnipod, so it's actually cordless and it's Bluetooth, so I can have the little um, my PDM in like my handbag, so I don't have to have it on me. But I mean, I was wearing a cute strapless dress. Where else was I gonna put it? <laughs> right, right. It seems like it, they would provide a whole wealth of opportunities if you want to carry things, and that seems smart. But uh, the fact that it completely shorted out is wild. Well, I think it's because the uh, abundance of boob sweat. It was as if it was uh, <laughs> submerged in water. Right. You can't wow. do that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. We appreciate Absolutely. it, Eric. Thanks, guys. All right. Let me, Erica, let me go to Heather. Hey, Heather, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Heather? Hey, so um, I actually sleep in my bra. I wear my bra all the time. I even sleep in it. I am a size. Uh, I'm an F cup, though. So, okay. like... It's honestly more comfortable to have them, like, contained within something. Is it a regular bra or a uh, sports bra? Yeah. Regular bra. I don't ever wear sports bras. I don't... Are there sleep bras? You can't work well. Heather, are there there bras specifically? I mean, I've seen, like, devices. Remember a while ago there was something that was a device that larger-chested women would, would put... I guess. Oh, between the boobs. Right, oh, right. Yeah, it was almost like one of those. It was like a little pillow. Right, right. Oh, Do I they have that. bras specifically for sleeping? Um, no. I just I usually just, just stay in whatever bra I was wearing or put a a bra on. Most of my bras are pretty comfortable, though. I think. Okay, because like, I, I have I I have sleep shorts. Like, they're cute bras. Okay. Okay. Bras. I All would right. think a sleep bra would be something without Thanks, wire in it. Right. Okay. Just simply to sort of because when you're on your back or your side, that that thing that I remember was marketed for for people who are very large chested, mm. and it would it 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 kept this sort of avalanche from occurring. I remember we we had an intern a long time ago back at Y100, and she had to get a reduction. Yeah. Uh, because it was I mean she was very very well endowed, and it was 
like the straps were like Digging. cutting into cutting. her shoulder. Oh, yeah. and... I think it's all part of my back pain, or the majority my of my back pain comes from that. Hmm. Uh, I will go to Stephanie next. Hey, Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Steph? Well, I just wanted to comment on the big boob situation here. Yeah. Um, I am very well endowed also, and with Kathy putting the chapstick in her bra money, what I do daily because I work with animals with horses, I constantly have to have my phone on me, and my phone is always in the side of my bra. Always in the side. So what what are the... Give me a, a tally, the most amount of items you've ever had in your bra at once. Oh, we've had contests in the past <laughs> where we could see who could actually hold what in their bra, and I won by holding two full soda cans under each boot. Oh under God. each Two boob. full wow. soda cans. Man. Didn't we well, do those Big Macs one did time? Yeah. We did. I forgot. Yeah. We, well, we, we, it was a whole bunch of stuff, including Big Macs. We right. gave, I mean, it was like Kim win? Yeah, Kim Pryor did. Oh, that's right. Um, so let me ask you this, Stephanie. When you put your phone in there... Do you have the screen facing away from your skin? Yeah. Okay. Because I would think, it, yeah. you know, that skin on skin, it might activate yeah. some well, of your apps or something. Oh. Also, yeah, with... definitely on, like, a hot day when you're sweating more, it's it's not fun. Your phone fo- kind of fogs up. But, I mean, for safety reasons, I always have to have a phone on me. And that just, to be hand-free, you, just, you know, why not use well, Sure, sure. Have you, ever had, have you ever had it, like, get too moist for the phone and short it out? One time because we sweat, I sweated so bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because right. during this week, I'm sure. Okay, so let me ask you, and you, Kathy, as well. Do you put like deodorant under? I don't. Under your yeah. No. yeah. How about you, Stephanie? I do. I actually buy one that doesn't have. Um, what do you call it? The, the, the bad stuff that you're supposed to put yep. in there, like, I'll yes. like an all natural. Yeah. Deodorant. No. So I, I believe it or not, I do a little bit of the same. Like I'll do, I'll do under my 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 arms. I'll do um, in the general crotchal area a little bit, you know, along the inside, you know, just mm-hmm. to keep from sweating. I don't like that. Thank yeah, you, I Stephanie. Don't like it. Thanks, yeah, you do. I think I my, I don't usually get boob sweat. I think the, the bra eliminates. Eliminates. Uh, yeah. Can I ask a real question about yeah. bras? Now that we're talking about this, sure. that only applies to two people in this room. <laughs> um, if the underwire kind of pokes out of your bra a little bit, is there any way to fix it? No, or you, you just have to throw it out. I, yeah, throw it out. Oh, but it's like a really nice bra. Yeah, what if it's your like, favorites? It's one of your favorites, yeah. and, it's, and it's not completely Cause, worn out. Because you're going to get it fixed, and it's just going to poke back. Through. Can you bring it to a blacksmith? Yeah, right. like, a, like a cobbler for pink, clank, 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 pink. That's the worst. I hate that. I know. When you no, really like, like it, and then the place you bought it changes the style, so it's not. I'll fix anymore. your bra. I know. All right, thanks. You remember it's in, done. In, in Excalibur that breastplate yeah. that clank that what's her name. Uh, the actress. She Helen played Morgana. Morgana. Helen yeah. Aaron Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty sexy. That was pretty sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me go to Shelly. She's got big hammers, as our friend Murph says. <laughs> uh, hey, Shelly, girl. Hi, Preston. Hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I miss you guys. Oh, I miss, we miss you, you too. too. So I have to chime in on the whole big boob situation. I am a 40G. Okay. And so, I don't sleep with a bra at night because it's very uncomfortable. However... I do happen to turn on to my stomach sometimes, and then that how does that happen? A lot of back pain. Okay, really. Okay, so do you sleep with a like an elevation pillow? No, no. Okay. If I use most of the times, I'm on my side, so it doesn't really bother me. Have you ever used but, one of those things that sits between the, the the like we were talking about the device they were selling a while ago, which is sort of like a like a, a mini, like it's almost a, like a boob pillow, a, a boob pillow to, to alleviate some of the pressure. 
No, no, I right. don't really have that. It's only when I roll onto my stomach if I wind up sleeping on my stomach. Do you, that's when I have the pain. Do you keep your bra on all the way up to the point at which you're going to go to sleep like Kathy does? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then it comes off. Okay. See, I, I, it's, I, that's, I don't envy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, all right. Wearing that sort of binding thing would be annoying. Thank you, know? you Shelly, girl. Thanks. I will right, we'll see you. I wonder how much different that would be. Like, have you ever worn, like, a compression shirt for whatever yeah, reason? Yeah, yeah, Does that bother you, too? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, listen, I, I wear biking shorts uh, every weekend uh, and several times a week, and I can't wait to take those things off. Now, when I'm in the middle of it and, and I'm cycling or, or whatever, it's it's fine. But once it's all said and done, those things are so tight. That I just, you know what I can't I mean, though? Like if I'm wearing like like a, like a, um, a winter clothes or whatever, and I'm wearing a, like a vest, or yeah. or even like a tuxedo, and I'm wearing a a, a, a vest and a, a cummerbund and stuff like that, I'm fine. But that's not as tight as a like a bra would be on yeah. someone who is well endowed. Right. Let me go over next to Kim because she's used her breasts uh, for um, uh, smuggling purposes. Hi, uh-huh. uh, Kim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Preston. It's Kim Grass. How are you? Wait a minute. Singing uh, Telegram Kim. Oh, my God. Telegram Kim. How are you doing, Kim? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. How's motherhood treating you? I love it. She's awesome. Nice. She's so cool. All right, so what do you want to share about your boobs? So, um, I once snuck into a fish concert at Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve. And, well, I didn't sneak into the concert, but I snuck in a bottle of champagne in between my boobs. Well, I, a full bottle of champagne? Yes, I turned it upside down, and the neck was up in between the cleavage, and then I did uh, tape it. I had electrical tape just so it wouldn't, like, move too much. But, yeah, I did that, and also my sister. So two of us got a bottle in, and then at midnight, we obviously whipped it out, and we're just, like, spraying it all over the place. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) A couple of things here. Number one, I didn't know that you were a big fish fan, and we're looking at pictures right now of uh, you and your baby in a a John Fishman onesie. Uh, but and and don't take this the wrong way, but I never saw you as like overly well endowed. I mean, you definitely have you've got boobs, but then you know how yeah. to use them. Champagne. I made it work. Would you have a, um, like a, a a scarf on or something like that? That kind of because that protrudes uh, quite a bit. Well, I was definitely well. The neck was at the top. Yeah. So right. So That's the, the way I do it. Was at the bottom, and I was wearing like a loose fitting shirt. So it wasn't like skin tight. Well, that's ingenious. Know? That's ingenious. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And where did you put the cheese platter? <laughs> oh, you know, I don't even want to say. I'm not <laughs> right. Sure. Understood. Uh, Excellent. Great. All right. Well, great to hear from you, Kim. Yeah. Uh, miss you guys. Miss you too. You we'll see you soon. Bye bye. By the way, she's the one who sang the Harry Ball sex. Huh? Yes. Oh. Does a beautiful oh, job. Yeah. Casey's uh, the the, uh, the jingle that I had requested. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Oh, we're gonna play a little of bit of just can. a little bit of it. This is not her at the beginning, because that's uh, it's yeah. her husband who sings at the beginning. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. That's Kim. She's good. Okay. This voice is so good. There may be hope for what, uh, with Amanda Preston, what, what Marissa okay. was asking about. Uh, let's do that. Let's go to Amanda. Amanda, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Amanda. What's up? So, um, Marissa asked about the underwire, and I find mine pop out all the time. I have a 46-H breast. Jeez. Wow. (laughs) It's not pleasant. Um, I find that if I pop them back in and I put a little tape there and, like, super glue some tape there, it sticks for a while. It's not a permanent fix, but it does help. So, sort of a a kind of hack that you would normally assume, but is there any way to reclaim it? 
and refurb it, basically, I think was Marissa's hope. Um, probably not permanently. Uh, maybe if you mod podge some felt on it. So, so well, let me ask. I'm looking at some other hacks here, Steve. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that are calling him with these. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah. So maybe there are other other options. I wonder if something like at that at that size, Amanda, with that much wire, do you ever set off security at like the airport? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I've never set off security, and the first time I that's a lot of wire. Yeah, concern. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably pull it out and fashion it into a puncture uh, yeah. weapon of some type. Um. Yeah, I've done some crazy things. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Uh, awful lot, though. Uh, l- let me go to some other hacks. Thank you for your call. I'm going to go to Danny next. Uh, Danny, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Is this former intern, Danny? No, I wish. Okay. Right, she messaged me met- yesterday, by the way. <laughs> All right, so what's uh, what's your, uh, your hack for fixing the uh, wire? So if she takes moleskin and puts it, pushes the wire back in and puts that over top, the hell is moleskin? You have to skin a mole. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You can no, what is, what is moleskin? If there's like a wound, you can put it on top of the wound and it'll help help oh. heal it. Oh. Like if you have a blister. Okay. All right, so this is something sold as moleskin, and you say you if you put it over the wire, it'll help the bra last longer, but you can. In other words, you can't. Reset the wire and, and no fix. everything. All these quick fixes, the wire is going to pop out again okay. eventually. It's just time for a new bra. This, in all this time, you think they would have worked out Thanks. something better than an actual wire, like a like a like a, a stiffer monofilament or something, right? I yeah, mean, they so, are they definitely are more com- comfortable than they used to be. Like, the, I guess it's a little more padded down there, at least. Right, and, and I or a different alloy or something that's softer. The space age polymer. Right, and the wire popping out, I haven't had happen in a while. So I think that there have been some advancements. I mean, it still does happen, obviously, to some people. But mm-hmm. it's, it's like the bra version of Cyclops, Preston, when his glasses come off, the wire just swings. <laughs> Cutting through um, the wall. I have some other calls to go to. Question, Casey, is our interview expected at 9? 9 o'clock. I, okay, because so. he's late, I was like, well, maybe I messed this up. No, it's uh, it's supposed to be 9. All okay, right. well, we'll keep going. We'll get some other calls because uh, Kate has a uh, a hack for fixing underwire. All right. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Kate? Well, I have a problem, too, because um, I wear a 42F. And I tend to have the wire poke out on the side, and it is a permanent fix. It's called felting. Um, she can take it to like a tailor, and um, you said it was felching. Felt- I thought she said, said felching oh, too. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah, you have somebody it- fart in your mouth, and then what? <laughs> no, what, what is the process called, uh, Kate? Well, felting. It's very simple. It's just um, they cut some felt, and they go inside the bra, and on you know the, the point where the the wire's sticking out, it sort of they kind of sew over it and kind of cap it. So they kind of cover it um, with this felt. And then they kind of like sew up the side, sew over the top, All and right. then sew down the side again. So at that but, point, maybe it, at that point, you've you've sunk so much work into it, it's probably more uh, more the... I know. Just like, get a new Just bra. get a new bra. Yeah, yeah, unless you're spending $199. We saw yesterday on yeah. that Intimacy or... or uh, yeah. uh, uh, intimacy. Bare, bare yeah. Essentials is what it was. Uh, yeah. That was a... Uh, hundred bucks a boob. hundred yeah. Yes. Well, there's a there's a bra. There's, I buy my bras from a place called Rigby and Pillar that that um, are for fuller figure women, mm-hmm. and their bras are all of them are over a hundred and some dollars. So it isn't. 
it is an investment, but they they do um, they they can figure out the right size for you, and right. the bras are very comfortable. But no wonder and... you want to repair it if there's yeah. some issues. Yeah. It's expensive. So yeah. All right, listen. They Kate, do it. We got to run. We have an interview. We got to go to. But thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right, take care. Marissa, awesome. did you say one, one more thing? Just wanted to thank you guys for the tips. Um, and it's not like my bras are ratty. It's just because I throw them in the washing machine, which you're not supposed to do. Uh, Marissa! Marissa! Uh-oh, you're in trouble. Marissa! Angela, who's texting me. You're supposed to hand wash those? Yes. No, they're I'm... delicate. They're oh, delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. are. Uh, you bring them down to the creek, right? All right. We should take a break. Come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay close. We'll be back in just a moment. And Heineken tonight from 5 to 7 at Craft Hall at 901 North Delaware Avenue in Philly. Craft Hall and Casa is hosting the Icarus Cup Soccer Tournament opening ceremonies tonight from 6 to 9 featuring Heineken Silver. Enjoy new, crisp, and refreshing Heineken Silver. 3.2 carbs and 95 calories. All the taste with no bitter endings. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Lately, I've been trying to aim towards the end of the week. Uh, to bring you uh, stories of food uh, <laughs> via the um, the connoisseur. Uh, but a couple of interesting things have come up, and I want to get to one early, if you don't mind. Sometimes it happens. you yeah. got to have an early connoisseur. That's how many food stories have been coming out. I love food stories. I love talking about food. I love making food. I love eating food. Hey, yeah. aren't we going to have a, a wrestler in here later on in the week yes. who is incited right. to come in because of food that we talked about on the connoisseur? Yes, because oh, well, we, uh, of the edible cheese board that I made. We have to get that. Well, he's gonna I, might, I might whip another one up. Alright, okay. Uh, gotcha. I, I may have to do it I'll have to do it tomorrow for yeah. sure. So, but anyhow, okay. I might get to that. So maybe we'll get other superstars coming in from this very connoisseur report. Possibly, I'm, I'm going to make another one this weekend too. So anyway, uh, the, the, one of the stories that uh, kind of got me going today was um, uh, one that was uh, announced by Wingstop. Yes, so they're a chain of wing places. Yep, they have announced that they are going to be launching Thigh Stop. <laughs> A, a virtual fried chicken concept that will serve the chain's 11 flavors smothered on your choice of bone-in or boneless thighs, which would make Wingstop the only national fried chicken chain doing dark meat-only chicken nuggets, uh, which is a huge win for people who love the flavor of dark chicken meat. Uh, uh, do you? Are you a dark oh, chicken yeah. meat? I am I not. Am. I do not like it at all. I love uh, recipes that involve chicken thighs. Yes, and you, I, I like the boneless ones. I, I will eat them with the bone on. You know, especially if you get if you get the leg thigh combo. You know, right, it's, right. The, it's the quarter quarter dark. They call it, it. bone connected to the yeah. Uh, if you go to say um, Boston, Boston Market. Oh. Uh, you can get the uh, the quarter chicken dark, and that's usually what I go to. Oh, wow, yeah. So uh, I know people. My wife loves it. She loves the darker meat. You know, that's uh, that's her thing. But I, not not me. For some reason, I find it too greasy. So Wingstop announced a new move with an ad campaign starring Rick Ross, who's in it. I've not seen the campaign yet, uh, but according to CNBC, there's a reason behind this. Wingstop launched Thigh Stop in an effort to offset the strain that has been placed on chicken production nationwide which has resulted in an almost 20% hike on chicken wings per pound compared to last year. Thank you for coming, uh, shareholders of Wingstop. I wanted to have you all here today to talk about our next step in stops, that being thigh stop. Uh, by the way, it's We'll the... go all the way up past the nutsack if we have to. 
to sell quality chicken to our customers. There's a report from the National Chicken Council. Oh yeah, which I'm sure that Gene uh, Simmons that was there. Gene is uh, maybe the, the he maybe the uh, the is there chairman. A place to plug in my MacBook. Uh, so, according to the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, the cost of chicken wings is two dollars and seventy-two uh, cents per pound on average, but it's higher than it has been. And the National Chicken Council, the Chicken Council, has confirmed that the number of broiler chickens. <laughs> Thank you, brothers and chicken, for coming today. Brothers and chicken or brothers of chicken? Brothers in chicken. Brothers in chicken. I'm sorry. <laughs> brothers in chicken. So the National Chicken Council has has confirmed. Everyone. Has confirmed that the number of broiler chickens raised for meat fell 4% in the first quarter of this year, but production has begun to pick up since April. So during the pandemic, I wonder, uh, you got to imagine wings, and uh, a go-to. Uh, if you're talking about food that is popular in the fast food realm, yes. I, I wonder how, so obviously these, the, it's not like they store them for 50 years, but I'm sure that had to take a significant hit, right, in what was available. I think I remember, I think I remember seeing something about yeah. that initially, like a, like almost a year ago. That Add, you, add into the chicken farms that have all been <laughs> burning on all that other stuff. So yeah, I don't doubt there's a shortage. I okay, so are buffalo wings? Choose your words wisely. I'm trying to, brother. Are those like baby chicken chickens brother. Uh, or thighs? Well, no, 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 no. Chicken, chicken wings. wings. Yeah, oh. buffalo uh, wings. That is a good question. They seem like they would be from. Listen, your average chicken fryer, or or you know, when you when you get a whole hen yeah. uh, at the grocery store, they're only a few months old. They like they grow up Man, really quickly. They yeah, feed them. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. Uh, no, but they turn around and they're heading off to high school. They uh, they fatten them up and all that, yeah. you know. So the they, man and my little chickens' life. They, <laughs> daddy, daddy, I want to go out and hang with the other chickens. Nick, can you do me a favor and and look up what the? It's not chicken wings are not baby chickens. They're not. Okay, thank God. But I also want to look up the age. What of, are they of uh, of fryers of of chickens when when they fryers when they, as in monks or in actual? No, not oh. like okay. not of the order. Fryer duck. <laughs> Good news, my brothers. Wings are in the kitchen, though. F-R-Y-E-R. Fryers, that's what they call them. So how are wings... Casey, that is a very insightful question about where they come... well, why why, why it's so small? They? Yes, why are they so, so small? So it says they're small because um, chickens rarely use their wings to fly. So because of just general atrophy, they don't... Like, if they were to work out, they'd be bigger. But those are wings. What about the little drummies? So I, I think what you're saying, Casey, like, when you get a whole chicken at like a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store uh-huh. and if you take off the wing part does that seem bigger than it, it is of the the ones that you get when you're just eating chicken wings you know what i think they're the same size case but they just take off the little the little uh end there that you don't right. eat you know what i mean uh... so when you get when you get chicken wings at say at a bar right whatever you order a plate of them they, there's usually two different shapes. You get the what they call the drummies, right. which look like a miniature drumstick, even though they're not. And the and, rhombozoid. And then you get the other one, which I, I don't know what you call that. See, I thought but the there's drummies, a third part that comes off of that right. when you, you have a whole chicken. When you so, get the, the third part, when you go to, um, I apologize for interrupting, but uh, is it uh, Hooters? 
has the third part. Oh, it does? Yeah, when you get okay. wings, when you get... So, but the drummy, I didn't... Um, we're looking at a, at a picture here. This explains it very actually it, very well. It, yeah, so the drummy is actually part of the wing. Yes. I thought the drummy was the leg. Oh. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, they just call it the drummy because it, it in shape appears exactly. to look like a, like exactly. a drumstick. So no, this would explain, Preston, why, why they are smaller. They're not... They're not. Um, they're, they're not mass executing baby chickens. It's a part of a, a regular full chicken yeah. that just is smaller. There you uh, go. So this is according to Google. Uh, but what the is United that? St- is that a search engine? Yeah, the United States typically slaughters chickens at age forty-seven days. Chickens uh, labeled as broiler fryers are young, tender chickens about seven weeks old. Roasters are older chickens about three to five months old. Roasted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cappins are male chickens about 16 weeks to 8 months old, and stewing and baking hens are mature laying hens 10 months to 1 and a half years old. So those are always the ones in the, in the chicken coop that get called old-timer. So um, so a texter uh, texted in and said, it's drumstick. Who the hell says drummies? No, it's it's literally, it's it's called a drummy. Yeah, so, so, so part, in, part yeah. of the wing is is nicknamed a drummy. Yes. Yeah, so inform yourself. Uh, you're the Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. No, you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, so is that a drumstick, what you're eating? It's, no, it's, no, it's a drummy. It's part of the wing. No. Part of the oh, wing, it's okay. called a drummy. Mm-hmm. A drumstick is the, is the chicken. Got it, got it. Yeah. 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 And the I symbols under- and the kettle drum. Well, but I can also understand that texture's mistake because Why do they I- put that on a menu, though? They actually, they'll call it that. A there are two different things. We're, we're talking about two yeah. different things. Drummies yeah. are different than drumsticks. Yes. Drumsticks are the chicken legs. Drummies are the part of the wing that Casey was confusing as part of the legs, but are not. Right, right, right. And okay. which is why I thought it was a baby chicken, because those old, the drummies are way smaller than regular and chicken that's legs. Right. So there was a mass baby chicken level. Yeah, but the, the chicken on. council. Uh, by the way, Thigh Stop will be available for delivery or carry out approximately 14,000 wing stop locations nationwide through DoorDash or online at Thighstop.com. I've never been to uh, Wingstop, but, there, but there, there's one down the road. I just looked it up. Oh, uh, it's on, no longer on, there. It's now Taint Hut. No, no. It's on City Avenue. But I like um, uh, oh, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Wings. Yeah, there's one of those out in Oaks. I, I like that place a lot. Yeah. I've only been to one one time. It was good. Yeah. Was, if, if you're in the mood for chicken wings. Yeah. Man. Such a process. That's like, your place. I- it's I don't messy. want them. I like them, but like I just I, I can't I often do it. It's like I, eating crab legs or something like yeah. that. There's a lot of work involved. Too all much. of that. Lo- yeah. All that. Like that's honestly. I know. I, I, I'm I'm shunned by the chicken wing and chicken uh, society, but I, I, yeah. I the boneless is fine. I, I prefer the boneless. You know, um, I, I, it's too much work. The, the wings got to be right for me. And I had we had a wing stop near me, um, and it was it was great. It was right around the corner from my house. And then some old lady hit the gas instead of the brake, ran right through the f- storefront, and was it, it never, on purpose? No, but it never came back after that. They, <laughs> that was the end of wings. It was wings to go. Is what it was. Uh-huh. Mommy want wingy. She thought it was drive through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like Hooters wings. I never really have cared oh, for them myself good. either. Um, no, they're not good. Oh, I, your terrible. opinion on that is wrong. <laughs> Some no. people love them. I, they've never been my thing. I've um, actually, I, I think they're pretty good uh, when, when they brought like them in here. They're overly fried, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're so I'm greasy. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. No, no way um, too greasy. Yeah, well, that's funny because you don't like the dark meat, but uh, the, I don't. Hooters wings to me are way too greasy. Are they? All right. So my mistaking what Hooters wings are like, are they breaded? They're breaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like way that. Way breaded. Okay. Best wings I ever had is actually at the the, the golf course nearby me. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Letty's Pub. I don't know if they still serve them there or not. I haven't been in a while, but I've, I was surprised how much I liked them. Quotations and media. They got great wings. And people love to to go on about oh, their yes, favorite they wing do. place. Oh, so. you've got to try this place. Or yeah. you've got to try this sauce. Yeah, or famous yeah. for these wings. You know, oh, so. if you try, if you had their chicken buttholes. All right, enough of the chicken stuff. We're done with that. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. That was. 
Uh, a consumer study published at money.co.uk aimed to pinpoint the world's most popular condiments. All right. And the world's results are interesting. So the research team analyzed 43 condiment types along with 55 particular condiment brands to see what the most popular based online search data was. So have let they, me let me remind you these are searches. All right. These are not purchases. Okay. All right. So, so have they crowned what they believe by interpolating this data what yeah. the world's most popular condiment is? And I guess it all depends on what you define as a condiment cuz I don't define this it's as what a you put condiment. on your, your penis to not have babies. No, that's no. not it. That's a condom. <laughs> oh, oh. But this, the focus was on 35 of the world's wealthiest countries, and it looks like, and tell me if you agree with me on this or not, guacamole no. is the winner. It's not, I don't, a, it's not a condiment. It's a dip. It's a dip. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you, di- you actually stick chips into guacamole. It's you not can, a condiment. You can use it as a condiment, like you can get like a guacamole burger yeah. or a chicken sandwich that has guacamole well, on it. How Maybe that's how they no, consider it. That, no, but no. I mean, well, then, then would you ketchup, mustard, would mayo? you consider cheese a condiment because you can put cheese on a sandwich? No, 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 I wouldn't. Okay, so so, so then this argument, I I submit to the court that the that saying that they guacamole is serves as a condiment because of that application would then make cheese a condiment, and we know that is not the case. All right, but. Hear me out. Uh, I agree with you uh, on your assessment of guacamole. However, I consider salsa a condiment, and See, as salsa and guac are sort of in the same family. So why is salsa a condiment and guacamole is not? Because it's not a condiment. Um, it's not found in the condiment section of the supermarket. But you, salsa, you can treat salsa the same way that you treat, treat guac. Yeah, and I, that's why I say guac is not a condiment either. It's a dip. I don't, I, don't, so, I don't think salsa is a condiment either. Oh, now, no, I'm, it is. I know, but it's it's not, we're going we're gonna to agree to dis- disagree. I <laughs> do think, you find it in the condiment do. section? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you do. You find it in the international section. Yeah, or the, or the automotive the section. Or the automotive, or the automotive section, section sometimes in weird places. Here, Listen, do you want to hear what? It makes a great break fluid. It sure does. <laughs> yes. So, Wiki actually says, um, in addition to its use in modern Mexican cuisine, it has become a part of international and American cuisine as a dip. Condiment and salad ingredient. Wiki is so wrong, me- but very I think, often. I think it's just the the context of it. Like if you are using it as, as a, condiment, a dip, right. then it's a dip. If you're using it on a burger or that's, as a condiment, yeah. it's a condiment. I don't trust. Yeah, that's why I think this study needs to be more detailed. Yeah, you know, as why would the connoisseur to- even bring it to us? Because it's an interesting conversation to have. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think that uh, that while yes, people have searched guacamole more than others. Maybe they're searching to find the recipe to learn how to make their guacamole. You know what I mean? Not that they're interested in buying it and using it as a condiment or a condom. You so, can get so, packets of salsa. You cannot get packets of guacamole. <laughs> yeah. well, That's a fair th- argument. And, and therefore, salsa is a condiment. No, it's not. No, it's, you can't a, say no, it's not. A pa- you can get a packet of salsa? Oh, you damn right you can get a Where packet of salsa. Where do you get a packet McDonald's. of salsa? McDonald's. McDonald's, he's right. Salsa? For their breakfast yes. burritos, the defense they rests. will give you a packet <laughs> of salsa. He is correct. Now, not just hot sauce, because hot sauce is different. There's not chunks of so tomato place, and things like that in it. When you place salsa into a taco, all right, you do that? Condiment. All right, so that it, you're adding it to it as a condiment. However, I, I would still say that no. it, it's on the fence... <laughs> Uh, guacamole, I do not say, sits on that fence. I don't care what you put in a packet. It does not. It does not to define it as a as a condiment. What? Listen, I can be swayed if somebody goes to the condiment section over our Acme over here, and if there is salsa 
in the condiment section, along with your mustards, your ketchups, your mayonnaises, and what have you. Hot sauce, barbecue sauce. Hot sauce, barbecue sauce. If if you find even one jar of salsa in that condiment section, then I will change my tune. Now, otherwise... this is an international survey, though. No, 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 no. Hey, he's, okay. he's right. Perhaps yeah. in other supermarkets in other countries. Yeah, they might. You know, might, well, show me. They might put yeah. it there. Is it all right if you're in Australia? There or? is an, a 24-hour online site, uh, closed-circuit cameras of all the condiment sections of restaurants around the world. Around the world. And supermarkets. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so, all right. I don't know why this is an argument, but it's, you know, well, it's, just, listen, it's not an argument. This is critical information. Well, listen, hummus is on this list, too. And I don't consider hummus, hummus is not so hummus is like a, is to me is is in the same realm of of guacamole. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You, Thank you. You dip things into hummus. Mm-hmm. You dip things into now salsa. Can you will apply that to something as? I think there's more of a case of salsa as a condiment than I do guacamole and or hummus. Now hang so on you a can second. Eat my sack. Hang on, oh. hang on, because you can you, if, you, if you're going to quantify dipping, you can dip things into barbecue sauce and, and mustard and, and ketchup and too. And yes, maybe these are bridge foods, right? Like they, they bridge can, foods. They, they cross the realm from condiment into dip. It's like but, the rainbow bridge when a pet dies. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Okay. But wait, barbecue sauce is a condiment, right? Yes. Okay. And you can dip. Listen, you can them. dip your food in anything. And you can, it's it's really also a like, marinade. You're not really scooping. You're like I feel like if you're uh, just you're like dunk, dunking it in, like it's it can still be a condiment. I you, think you would you dunk your but fry I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, ketchup. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. Yeah, you do dunk your fry and ketchup, and you you dunk. Uh, you're you know, eating a, the fry a chicken though. nugget into barbecue sauce. I or sweet and sour right, sauce. So it's honey mustard. I submit to you, you're eating the fry, and when you, however, you're eating hummus. I'm going to eat some hummus. I'm going to use this implement, this pizza, this carrot, this celery stick, to eat my hummus. Yeah, you're not eating a carrot and dunking it in hummus. You want to be my co-defense on this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yes, she's exactly right. right, I I had to go to (laughs) dictionary.com because I need to look up condiment, all right? What is a dictionary? (laughs) I am willing to change my tune just, you know, based on... Uh, definitions alone. Go ahead. Condiment noun one: something used to give a special flavor to food, as mustard, ketchup, salt, or spices. Spices. They're saying is a condiment. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, is it, no is mention it, of guacamole. Is it pepper or, a spice? Yeah, but no mention of guacamole or salsa. However, when they have this giant umbrella that you know, just like, something like a to salsa give, umbrella, something to give special flavor to food. Huh. Um, I don't know. No, all I know is that I, is I, want, indeed. I want hummus now. But here's the deal. it Salsa and guacamole is food. It oh. doesn't give special flavor to food. That's what you we add. You just had our argument. Yes. That was exactly what we were saying. Casey. You actually set out to eat hummus. Interesting text here about your condiment section thing. Um, yes. would, you, would you consider mayonnaise a condiment? Yes. It's not, is it? It's not, not a condiment. condiment. It's not in the condiment section. It's in the salad dressing section. I don't oh, consider ew. mayonnaise a condiment. Put mayonnaise on their salad. Mayonnaise is a base for a lot a of base? salad dressing. Uh, you're not scooping out mayonnaise yeah, and throwing can, it on salad. Yeah, but but would you consider salad dressings a condiment? I would. Ranch no, dressing, I, blue, I, blue cheese dressing. A refreshing drink on a hot summer's day. No, mm. see, I would <laughs> just categorize that as dressing. All right, but you what, can dip things in uh, salad yeah, dressing, chicken wings, and 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 nuggets and stuff like that. Even French fries. Why you can even put it on your pizza if you want to. <laughs> and what would you expect to pay for this wonderful little salad? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess. Listen, anyway, it's a gray line. Trying to give the rest of these results. 
instead yeah, of right. uh, instead of debating. Yeah. Forty uh, percent of the countries examined uh, had guacamole as their top condiment search online. What? It was the most searched for condiment in the United States it's in sixty four percent of our states with approximately one hundred ninety seven thousand searches per month. And I love guacamole. California, home of the 90% of our domestic supply of avocados, had the most searches for guacamole. Brazil and Germany came into the second and third most guacamole curious on the list. By the way, now, what the hell? Are they searching for recipes, we assume? Uh, yeah, I assume. Right. So, But that's that's a guess. Yeah. In second place in the United States, wasabi. Wasabi? Oh, wow. Wow. Well, this well, is why this isn't a weird it's, list. Yes. So when I thought that you were going to take a more conventional approach to condiments, a la... Mustard, ketchup, you know, uh, A1. Um, Worcestershire. Yeah, teriyaki sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah. Barbecue. Uh, the state with the most searches for wasabi was Ohio. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. I don't got much going on in Ohio. Uh, the runners-up in the U.S. were... Let's, uh, let's do wasabi. <laughs> were Worcestershire sauce, hummus, and maple syrup. Uh, okay. <laughs> and maple syrup. That's <laughs> a... That's all. Well, it's a dessert it's a breakfast condiment. condiment. Breakfast condiment. Mm. Is it in the condiment section? No. It it's in the breakfast section, right? In like breakfast the section. Area. Say, yeah. A breakfast Casey falls back to the grocery store section. Yeah. He, he, I mean, wants, he wants what the experts are classifying it as. And right? I'm fairly certain that you find a Hellman's mayonnaise in the condiment section. You might find your foo-foo fancy must-be-refrigerated-all-the-time mayonnaise well, is in your... To your point, Case, like, for example, the Acme, so I find that the Acmes have the breakdown, and that's where I go, that's where I shop at Acme, that they have a breakdown of the foods the way I perceive them as being. You know, like, like I would not, they're in where I think, if I think of a food, oh, it's probably in the this aisle. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, we are aligned. Yes. And it's, I hate when you go to a supermarket and they've gotten all creative. Well, no, it's not this, it's more this, and then you're... You can't find the stuff you're looking for. By the way, do you not put your mayonnaise in the refrigerator? No, I do. But when you buy it right away, it's not refrigerated. Right. Yeah, when you buy it at the supermarket. When you open it. I think they're all that way. (laughs) That's why it's so good. It's just, oh, my God. Uh, Oh, God. Mayonnaise? Oh, my God. God. Didn't you, don't you say you, you will sit there with a spoon and eat it while you watch TV? All right, so let me ask you. Stop it. What condiments could you eat spoonfuls of? Could you eat a spoonful of ketchup? No. Sure. Uh, guac. Yeah, I wouldn't guac. like it. I'm not a guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hummus. Hummus. I mean, if they're classifying those as condiments, I could do that. Yeah. Maple I, syrup, I probably could. Blue cheese dressing, I could. You, yeah? Oh, mm, no. I love it. Uh, so, in the hot sauce category, the U.S. prefers uh, Cholula. Cholula. By a wide margin. I don't know What's Cholula that? hot oh, it's sauce. Like a, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a brand. Good. Yeah, it's got the little wooden uh, knob on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. It, it, yeah. Okay. Well, wooden knobs. Hang on a second here. I want to got go to... to... Well, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's pronounced Cholula, but I forget how it is. All right. Cholula. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Mike, good morning. Godzilla, good morning. <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> sir. What's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, mayonnaise is literally next to the ketchup in the aisle. I just went shopping last night, and I bought mayonnaise, and I bought ketchup. So Mike is saying it's economy. store to door, store to store, because yeah. the one that I go to has it um, has it in the salad, salad dressing aisle, okay. along, yes. with the, like along with the vinegars yeah. and, and pickles yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. that. That's more often than not where I'll find it. Yeah. Mike, I need to They're qualify all... your, your argument here. Uh, what kind of uh, ketchup and mayonnaise did you get? I got um, Heinz uh, ketchup and Hellman's uh, okay. mayonnaise. Good choices. Yeah, you can Good list. choices. And, 
it's yeah, I mean they're literally like right next to each other. Okay. I think it depends on the yeah. size of the Thanks, grocery man. store too, because like if you're in, if you're shopping in a Wawa, for example, the uh, all the condiments are going to be jammed into one smaller section, <laughs> and that will reduce the size of your of your definition case because they're all like the barbecue sauce, the mayo, the ketchup, and the, and the mustard are all going to be in the same spot. The Acme and Wawa Crest is so small. Yeah. How small is it? (laughs) It's so small that you can't find, like, things aren't in the normal spots. It is so small you need to go outside to change your mind. Casey, I agree. Yeah. I'm like, I've done the same thing looking around there. I'm like, they have, this place has got its own little order. Like the one in Cape May. It's tiny in in the town of Cape May. I have, um, I've looked around the entire Acme looking for things. I'm like, man, they don't have, I guess I got to head somewhere else. And as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, there it is. (laughs) Uh, I have a question for Preston. Is honey on this list? And if so, is it a condiment? I do not see it on here. But if maple syrup is, then I got to believe honey would be. Yes. Uh, Now, Nick, to your earlier question, I could eat honey. like a, a spoon or two oh, of honey. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. What about jelly? Um, yes, hang, I hang, could do jelly. I, I'm meant to move on to something oh. else in the kind of sore file, but we got a number of calls, and, and maybe I'll have time to add this, but I want to go to Liam, who's been on hold for a long time. Liam works at Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. What's up, Liam? Hey. Hey. What's going on, man? <laughs> I so I'm, uh, I work at Red Robin, and I work with a bunch of uh, sauces and per se's and all that, so... I can really say you can make almost anything into a condiment because we have a bacon aioli uh-huh. based as like a, a mayo, mm-hmm. but bacon bits in it. Are you saying bacon is a condiment? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like bacon aioli. A bacon aioli is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love aioli. Yes. Uh, there, I said it. All right, so uh, you wanted to mention uh, guac. Yes, so I can say guac is because it all goes on the sandwich as well. As well as you know any sort of jam, so in the sense you can use it as a dip, also huh. like choke dip, which we have also. So you, multi, you're saying it's like multi-purpose? You yeah. could you could use guac as a dip, is what you're saying? Yeah. All right. So like ball players? No, yeah. not that kind of dip oh, between oh. your cheek and gum. It's a uh, dip in uh, <laughs> chips and whatnot. Thank oh, you for okay. your call, by the way. Let me go do uh, Adam. Once point some out, Adam. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Adam? Good morning, it. Good morning, good morning it. it, sir. What's going <laughs> yeah, on? Uh, I wanted to go back to salsa for a second. Um, you guys consider any type of sauce a condiment, right? Sure. Barbecue sauce, anything like that? Yeah. Salsa is literally the Spanish word for sauce. Mm, the so plot thickens. When you're, when you're thinking of traditional salsa like you might get it, you're probably thinking of pico de gallo, though. Right. Uh, yeah, chopped tomatoes chunky. and stuff like that. that yep. There's no way that's a condiment. Not, I, not anyhow whatsoever. Okay. But, but <laughs> traditional, like, blended salsa, I would call that a sauce. Okay. All I right. do like that chunky. Thank you. No, it's not. Okay. What? Okay, sauce what? in Spanish is like sauce. S O S. What? Then look up salsa. But Let's see what it's see what it means. Uh, and then all right. So Spanish. Uh, hang on. What's the Spanish word for Spain? Well, I mean, <laughs> what does salsa mean in English? Salsa. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, salsa. This is this is the mean, moment in the court proceedings the where, salsa, where I'm gonna look up the word salsa means, falls over the courtroom. The word salsa means any kind of sauce in Spanish. In English, it refer, refers specifically to the Mexican table sauces. Okay. So then, Mister Foster, <laughs> what does All right. salsa mean? All right, I, I don't know. We're gonna we're, we're gonna move on. We're gonna leave this at that. So we'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend. Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. 
shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating and Plumbing repairs your system the same day or you don't pay. Look online at Horizon Easy Book. A tourist has been criticized for humiliating a tiger after she fearlessly grabbed its testicles at a zoo in Thailand. She grabbed a tiger's balls? Yes. The woman was I use the medical term. The Tiger Kingdom Zoo in uh, Chiang Mai. I wonder if that's the Tiger King version. <laughs> yeah. Joe Exotic yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Fong Exotic. Fong, Fong Exotic. So, uh, anyhow... Uh, when she posed for selfies with the animal. Shockingly, she reached between the cat's legs and then cupped its genitals while photographing the act. Yeah, you're going to be my regular Saturday night. (laughs) Pictures of her stunt emerged online, and the woman, whose name is Warashaya Akarachayapas, was uh, criticized by angry locals who accused her of humiliating the tiger. Does a tiger suffer humiliation? Uh, similar zoos have faced criticism for allegedly sedating the powerful animals so tourists can pose for pictures with them. So I think animal, that's the bigger issue. The animal was sedated. Yeah. No, but they're, the, the, the issue that they're going after is the fact that she humiliated him. Okay. Uh, Rashaya defended herself against the stunt and said that she's an animal lover. Didn't have to touch my balls. After hearing about the incident, the head of the zookeepers said that the staff are trained to take care of their guests and their tigers. No, no, talk about it. They said that they are monitored carefully during close interactions where people take selfies to ensure that uh, both are safe. He said, uh, we do not allow tourists to grab the tiger's testicles. Is there a zoo that specializes in that? He said, but they are allowed to touch any part of the animal's body as long as our specialists are present. From now on, we'll make sure that no visitors will ever be able to touch this part of the tiger's body again. Wow. A dispute between neighbors over how one of them was parenting her four-year-old child led to one shooting the other. Uh, The victim was uh, stable after surgery. She had suffered multiple gunshot wounds that were life-threatening. Officers responded where they found the 24-year-old female victim. 
Did they say what, what the parenting issue or contention was? Um, just vaguely. Uh, within minutes of arriving, officers found a suspect based on information and description given by witnesses. Identified the subs, uh, sub suspect as Tierra Marie Kelly. I'm going to teach you to be a better parent. Uh, she's being, yeah, exactly, being held on suspicion of attempted first-degree murder. Preliminary investigation revealed the victim and suspect were neighbors living in adjacent apartments, and the conflict started as an argument over how the victim was parenting her child. So, yeah. It was the victim that was getting uh, ostracized and then shot. Officers found the weapon, the uh, suspected being used in the shooting, and took it in as evidence. That escalated. The Oklahoma City Police Department responded to a Taco Bell Saturday night, just before 9 p.m., in reference to a call about a man going through the drive-thru naked. Christopher Sale, who is 61 years old, was in his vehicle in the drive-thru completely naked. Now, is that illegal? But listen to this. So Sale... Paid for his order at the restaurant, then reportedly asked the employees for an additional taco. One of the employees was not comfortable with this, and another employee gave him the additional taco. He then asked for more sauce, mm -hmm. still not leaving the drive-thru. Sale then asked for napkins after receiving the sauce, okay. and then eventually left the drive-thru, only to come back and ask for more sauce uh, on his food. So this guy kept... Okay, all right. Yeah, so it was yeah. building. It was something it out. He was getting a kick out of doing this. <laughs> uh, when police were able to detain Sale, he told them that he was hungry, and then all his clothes were in the washer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He also stated to police that he didn't know it was against the law to drive naked. Well, I wonder, A, there's two things. I wonder if it is against the law to go through a drive-thru naked if you're within your in your car. But uh, you can't be a nuisance. I would imagine. It, it is. It probably is. Think about the, the pickle guy, the cheese guy, all of that. They were naked in their own cars. But they were also performing, uh, well, I guess so. I, I don't know. I would imagine if you're going through a drive-thru where clearly they're sitting above looking down right, into right. your vehicle, they're going to have a view of you naked yep. that would be considered indecent exposure. What if you put like a map over your crotch for maybe that would save things. So, uh, a couple of pilots got quite a surprise while approaching Los Angeles International Airport over the weekend when they spotted somebody <laughs> apparently flying at about three thousand feet in the air with a jetpack. When, when I saw this story, I'm like, is there a jetpack that goes three thousand feet in the air? I don't know. We have audio. Yeah. I think of the tower conversation. So, the pilot of American Airlines Flight 1997. Radio the L.A. Tower Sunday evening to make the unusual report. Let's go through some of the audio and see if it's what I have here. Tower, American 1997 the LAX Tower alerted an inbound JetBlue pilot to be aware of a person with a jetpack reported 300 yards south of the LA final at about 3,000 feet. The pilot responded, we heard and are definitely looking. The bewildered air traffic controller responded, only in LA. Well, you know, if you're running late for a flight, this might present an option in yeah. the future. The FAA confirmed the jetpack reports and said the matter was referred to local law enforcement. That is crazy. Steve, there's a company in uh, San Fernando Valley of L.A. Uh, called Jetpack Avi Aviation. They invented the only uh, world's only jetpack, according to them, but it can reach up to 15,000 feet in altitude. Yeah. And its founder introduced the jetpack in 2015 with a flight around the Statue of Liberty. So, Did you um, ever see, Nick, the, 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 it's almost like the military flying platform? So. They, 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 in fact, they, the, the French army bought some, and at their, I guess, their military rollout, one presentation, Preston, they had, it's like straight out of the future, 
dude holding like a machine gun, uh, you know, and and hovering around and just zipping around so, in the air, kind of like Green Goblin sled. It, it appears to be like that. Wow, it's pretty wild, Nick. If you can find that, or yeah, if, yeah. If, if we can find that footage and put it, it I said. First off, I thought it was like CGI. Somebody had faked it, but apparently, it's a real thing that they have. Mm. And I thought that was a, that was about as high as you can go with a jetpack fifteen thousand feet. You would need some oxygen fifteen thousand feet, wouldn't you? Nick? I think I so. Yeah. And a lunch, a light lunch. Oh, yeah, maybe you get hungry up yeah. there. Uh, you know, maybe they have a kosher, kosher meal or something so. like that. Yeah, you, well, you, know you jump out of a plane at, at 12 to 15, right? I jumped go... at 13, yeah. so yeah. No, that's true. And I guess you, you wouldn't need it. Didn't need it then. Yeah. Well, what about the about... light lunch? Yeah. Uh, that's right. You don't need lunch or you don't need uh, oxygen. Okay. Oxygen. <laughs> we don't need lunch either. You can't really eat when you're plummeting the earth. Finger food. Yes. All right. Nick has found this. Uh, skip forward in it, if you would, please, yeah. Nick. The video of the flyboard. Uh, that looks pretty wild, man. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So if we can't get the fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or one of those water jet <sighs> pack thingies. Still Chomping at the bit to try one of those. They have them down the shore. They- no, you know what? The, there was a place in um, Stone Harbor that had it, and they, uh, I don't know, I, I guess maybe liability was just, it wasn't cost effective. Okay. Tell me this flyboard isn't the coolest thing. Yeah, right. It's pretty badass. It is man. cool. I don't know why he needs a gun, but uh, it is well, it cool. Was, uh, it was so a- he can shoot the package open on the foodie bra with him. <laughs> <laughs> it won't open. They packed those things tight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get was, these goddamn chips open. I think it was a military demonstration case. Yes. So they're, they're using that how, although if he started firing rounds off from that thing, I got to imagine it would, the recoil would push them all over the place. So, yeah. But who knows? All right. That's the bizarre file. Let's take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Finally, M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, plus special guests A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger 11. MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's see what we get this morning. What do you have, Steve? Uh, UFC star Jorge Masvidal. Did you see this? This fight setting a UFC record Saturday. Oh, yeah. Knocking out Ben Askren in five seconds. What? Askren says that every time he closes his eyes, he sees the fight ten times. (laughs) (laughs) A judge ruling that rapper ASAP Rocky can be held in custody in Sweden while authorities decide if they want to charge him with aggravated assault after a street altercation. The news came as a shock to ASAP Rocky's opening act, ASAP Bullwinkle. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, Case, did you, you haven't seen that footage? No, you know what? Five seconds. I saw his Twitter posted, and all his Twitter post said was, well, that sucked. And yeah, was- one of them, uh, so, so they were squaring off and they just moved into each other. They moved in very quickly. 
And as one guy put his head down, the other guy came in for a flying knee, just bang, out. Oh, poor guy. You you work out so hard for months leading up to this stupid thing. Here, watch. No, this is not it. Nope. No, it's a different one. That's uh, that's uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, is that was <laughs> yeah. It was the the fight scene where the uh, the tea service went off a little too late. Sure, sure, yeah. Just happens at four o'clock. I'm going to beat your ass. I, I love this. I was looking on uh, our next guest uh, Twitter account, and he's got a, a tweet from Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it says uh, excited to see the Snyder cut, but ahead of its debut. And with the aid of a good amount of aviation gin tonight <laughs> at six p.m., I'll do something I've never done. Actually, watch the Green Lantern. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day that was sent to Zack Snyder. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very fortunate to have this gentleman on. Uh, he was gracious enough to give us this wonderful interview at the Camp Out for Hunger. It was uh, fantastic. So cool. And we're stoked on the day that this big event that we've long awaited that he is joining us this morning is very, very cool. During the stuff that so many people thought would never happen, and here it is. Please welcome Zack Snyder to the show. Morning, Zach. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing great. Doing really great this morning. Uh, it is an exciting day uh, for a lot of people, <laughs> including most of all you. And the first question I want to get into, Zach, is just to remind everybody: How did this come to be? Where did this idea start? That th- this movie needed to, to to go back and be redone and, and added all this extra footage. I think it was it was fan based, was it not? 100% fan-based. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a long saga of what what happened um, during the film. Um, you know, people might not know that I, I, the original Justice League that was released in theaters, that um, I've never seen the movie. I left the project um, due to a family tragedy that we had. And uh, so I never, I never completed the film. They, and they brought in another guy to finish it. Um, but, um, and I made a couple of changes uh, in my absence. Um, and so, um, you know, I guess the, there was a hashtag that circulated called release the Snyder cut. Um, and that hashtag started on November 17th, 2017, which is the day the movie was originally released. Wow. <laughs> there was a guy who walked out of the theater and just went like, nope. And, and just, <laughs> and, and tweeted that. And since, you know, it's been tweeted millions of times um, and, uh, you know, the, the studio finally was like, OK, well, I guess we have to do this. It's, and um, it's miraculous. Yeah. It, it, is, it is a miraculous thing when you stop and think about it. So the actual release itself, Zach, the actual movie that it's in existence the way you originally envisioned it. But now the story of it has become Hollywood legend as well, how this actually was executed. So something that I'm sure would have to frustrate any artist and any guy. And I consider you a visionary person. I, we all love your work. I mean, we're massive fans. And and to think, okay, I guess I have to cast that one into the dustbin of, you know, that's it. And then to be able to go back and then you're getting things like IGN saying Zack Snyder's Justice League is a vindication for the director and the fans that believed in his vision. That's got to be awesome on this day to hear stuff like that. Yeah, it's really it's really cool, um, and, and just the fans have been so amazing. You know, our big cause um, is suicide prevention and right. mental health awareness, and you know, the fans have raised now like you know six hundred thousand dollars just 
you know, in the little fan community, um, because every time they did an activation, like if they bought a billboard, half the money would go to AFSP and the other half of money would be like a billboard or like whatever that, whatever they do, they, half of the money goes to, you know, AFSP and, you know, for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And it's just an incredible, you know, I, I've said a hundred times, like, well, if there was no movie, what the fans have done is incredible, I, you know, especially during this pandemic where like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people suffering, you know, through, through, through some hard times, you know, on top of the, you know, this virus, there's also just the impact on all of us as people. And I think that they've, they've really been just amazing and, 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 you know, tip of spear, in that way, and I really, I, I'm just proud of the community. Well, you participated in our camp out for hunger, and just to put into um, you know perspective what happened, that ended up when we thought we were fighting, you know, the Battle of Sisyphus there, pushing the boulder up the the hill. Uh, it ended up being by far, by leaps and bounds, our most productive camp out ever. You know, and again, thanks in part to to you and the other people who who did it. So uh, the the generosity is not gone, and for anyone who's going to enjoy. Uh, you know, and has been excited for this event that we're going to we'll put the link up. I'm sure Nick probably already has to direct money for people who want to make donations to uh, this this charity, which has touched your life and, and is sadly touching so many lives right now. Uh, and then, you know, turn a, a negative into a positive. But uh, I have to ask you. So there is so much that, that initially I was unaware after having seen the movie in the theater and having loved the way you had this story. Uh, you know, with uh, the with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It was to me, it seemed very Wagnerian and very operatic, and I love it. I love that whole thing. And uh, while Justice League definitely has its moments, it, it, the tone was different. Uh, and uh, and so now that I realize there were huge chunks that were excised. Preston and I loved the character of Cyborg, mm-hmm. and just you oh. could just feel he had been shorted so much screen time. That has been corrected, correct? Cyborg is really the it's his movie in a lot of ways. I, I think when you see it, you're going to be very much, um, you know, you're basically seeing Cyborg's story in a lot of ways. It's his origin, you know, and that was always when Chris and I, Chris Terrio and I, were working on the story. Our, our intent was always to have Cyborg. It was his time. You know, we thought this movie was going to be all about Cyborg. And and and, and, and frankly, Justice League really takes that character, you know, all the way. And I love I it. I can't wait for you to see it. But I was suggesting that you guys leave the, the studio right now. <laughs> oh, yes. Zach was actually giving us a pass. <laughs> oh, and suggested, and, and I suggested we ran the show from, like, the time of Live Aid. And that's it would probably, cool. right. yeah, it wouldn't work out. But, yeah, yeah. That we So we're going to tell our bosses you've given us the pass right now, actually, on, on social media. And, and there are people responding who are just, who are just loving it. Um, you know, and you've always dealt with people who just summarily just don't buy into what you're doing. Uh, I've from the get go has had legions bought into it, and and you you're you like long movies. We talked about this last time at the camp out for hunger, and and if you're telling yeah. a story, how you, like it's like I was looking at the runtime initially when Justice, the first iteration of Justice League, was released. Like, how are you? What is this? What was this filmed in a, in a photo booth? I mean, how does this? How are you getting this? This these huge stories yeah, compacted. Because- the movie, I think the runtime of the movie is it's two hours with credit. So it's, I think, an hour and, you know, 40, you know, or 50 minutes yeah. total. I mean, I think that's, that's you know, not even 
half of the movie that I that I've just finished. So I, I yeah, if you're ready for a deep dive into um <laughs> into, <laughs> into 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 some Justice League characters, if you're ready to really go all the way, please put that this is what it's all about. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Zack Snyder and. Uh, Zach, you know, uh, mentioning a long film, and for those who maybe have a hard time uh, consuming something that's four hours long, I did read this uh, this morning that it is kind of broken up into 30-minute chapters. Is that the case? Yeah, you know, when I originally finished this cut of the movie, I finished in um, January of uh, 2017. Um, so I've been working on it even 2016. So let's and I had this idea then that, uh, I should divide the movie into chapters. And so it's really easy. To, I think it's, look, as a stream, when you're streaming it, and, the, you know, this is a great HBO Max thing that's happening um, in that when you sit on your sofa, if you sort of think about it psychologically, like you're about to binge uh, basically seven half-hour episodes of a giant, you know, some are 40 minutes and whatever, but I think you really... In that sense, it's really easy to watch, and you can always pause it at the chapters and go get your chips or go to the bathroom, <laughs> or you can come back the next day. But it's really, it, I think in that way, it's um, it's the right sort of platform for it. We did finish an IMAX version of the movie as well, which hopefully when the theaters um, kind of uh, open up more, we can, um, we can put it up in IMAX for you guys because... Uh, we want to do that for charity, you know, in the fall. Oh, we'll we'll be there. We'll promote it. Yeah, we'll absolutely do that. And just to let people know, and it's my understanding that the um, they might be thrown off as you watch it, as everyone will watch it today, and then donate to to Zach's charity as well. Uh, that the 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 aspect ratio that you'll see at home is a little bit different, correct? Yeah, it's like the opposite of Letterbox. So everyone took a while to get rid of to get used to Letterbox format, which is uh, you know when you have black bars on the top and bottom, the kind of widescreen look. This is the opposite. It has it's in Academy or it's in full app, so it is uh, shot in the sort of IMAX format, which is like a big square. So, so you'll okay. have you'll have some bars on the sides of the screen. So don't worry oh. about that. That's part of. It. I was seeing side by side comparisons, and I listen. I I love from you know to, to you see more you see more stuff going on. You need to see the bad signal. Yeah. I was just see I have my Batman here with me. Uh, uh, but I mean. The fact that all of that is going on and just the, the, the color changes that you've done, uh, Steppenwolf got a badass makeover. Uh, and I mean, uh, with what you did, and, and HBO Max gave you yeah. some money, but what you've been able to do, and I haven't, I've just seen still, so I'm very excited, uh, but oh, everything yeah. looks fantastic. Uh, cheers. Yeah, you're going to get to see Darkseid. I, I don't know if you know anything about DC. I do. Darkseid is, he's the King Daddy bad guy of the, the DC universe. And he's uh, he's not he's not messing around. He's, not, he's come. He's he's not he's not he doesn't play nice. You know, he's just here to to mess to, everything up. Yeah, and mess every single thing up. All right, let's hope to just let's hope to just gets it together. <laughs> don't don't give it away. So so with that, I'm was saying it, I hope I hope. Okay, <laughs> where, where, are there are there know. other actors who were initially on the cutting room floor that are now getting you know uh, their treatment uh, in this film? Listen, I don't know 100% uh, because, I, as I said, I haven't seen the theatrical cut. I'd okay. like to do that analysis. But um, I do know that Ryan Choi, uh, the character of Ryan Choi, who's the, who plays, who would eventually become the Adam, um, his character was cut. And Kirsten Clemens, who plays Iris, um, she was cut. Um, 
so anyway, she's in the sequence. Mom, she's in the sequence with uh, the, the flashes. It gets a lot more um, uh, time on the screen. Ezra Miller. We we know there's a new Flash movie that is in the works. We get to see a bit of what the Speed Force. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. concept looks like, which is very cool. Sure. Uh, uh, Cyborg's dad, uh, 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 Silas Joe Morton, we see a little bit more of him. And, oh, yeah. and what, what I love Silas is that Joe. Steppenwolf... Joe has a really amazing arc, yeah, sorry. No, no, no problem. S- Steppenwolf, um, like, in, in that version, uh, didn't... It was like, what, what, why are you so pissed off? What is this about? With Darkseid in the mix, you, you, I guess from what I understand and what I've read, is that uh, Steppenwolf comes off more as a, um, he's just trying to please his boss. And he's, 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 he, he, is he, that correct? A family issue. Yeah, he has a lot, like, he has a lot of, I mean, Kieran Hines, who voices him, is amazing. And uh, I think, you know, brings this amazing gravitas. And, and, and I would say, frankly, he brings a lot of um, sympathy to the character. I mean, I know it's hard to believe that you might, you know, feel sympathetic toward this big spiky monster from space who's, really, who's into world domination and has a giant axe and it's just basically chopping everybody in half but he you know he's got his own problems but that's what you need you need you for, for uh, to yeah. me i've always hated a villain and i've said this countless times on the show a mustache twirling one-dimensional villain does nothing for me some a villain that you can slightly understand the impetus for is far more interesting oh yeah no yeah 100 yeah. percent you know? I wanted to ask and, and double back to uh, to Ray Fisher because I was reading something about him. For those who don't know, he, he's the one who plays Cyborg. Actually, he's from um, uh, the area. Yeah, yes. Uh, we spoke to him years ago. Um, he uh, apparently has had a great reaction to uh, the Snyder Cut. He, uh, I, I read this morning that he absolutely loved it. Now, he had his issues with the replacement, and it's controversies, and we won't get into that here. But how does that feel to you to know that that he's happy with uh, with what he's seen? Well, you know, raise a buddy, and um, you know, I just uh, when I hired him, and when we went, we, when we started this process, it was really to me, it was all about um, you know honoring the character as best I could, and I just anytime an actor um, sees the movie and is moved by it and in, enjoys it, you know, that's that's you know for me the ultimate, um, you know, the ultimate in vindication and, yeah. and, and it makes me super happy. So I'm glad that Ray got to enjoy it. And, cool. and uh, I, <laughs> I saw that video of him where he was just going nuts. So he watched it in a hotel room too, apparently it was oh, the, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the best viewing experience, <laughs> but you can see that if it yeah. plays in a hotel room, it'll play anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Zach, I, I wanted to ask, uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. Cause I know today's a huge day and I'm yep. sure everybody wanted a piece of you. Uh, and so the fact that you woke up early, uh, you know, it's like five o'clock in, in your time right now that you woke up early, that you're spending some time with us. I, I want to thank you for that. But I also want to ask why, why, <laughs> why did you get up at five o'clock in the morning to call in to Philadelphia radio? I, I would like to think that you like our show, but is it because you have family in the area? Look, I'm, a, I'm a friend of the show and uh, I, I, yeah, I really do. I love you guys. I Whenever I get a chance, if you guys, when 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 I see the text arrive on my phone, we're doing a show. You want to jump on? I'm like, let's go. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Uh, since we're since we're doing this via Zoom and we can see into your domicile, there, do you play piano? My kids do. Okay, uh, kids right. play. There's a piano the book behind you and a piano. Oh, I was going to have you tickle go. the ivories there for us a little bit if that yeah, was the I, case. I, by the way, if I could, I would jump on. I, I would be. <laughs> 
she'd play a little I don't know what, but I'd be uh, and sing, of course. Speaking um, of music, uh, though, uh, just to bring up this point, you there's a everyone's raving about the the um, the new music for the film. And ex- oh, yeah. explain what happened. Junkie, Junkie did this uh, again when I left. Um, Junkie uh, XL, who does the score, uh, um, he. He, you know, they, they, they replaced him as well. And then when I came back to, um, to finish the movie, uh, Junkie, I called him and I said, we're doing the movie. We're going to finish it. And he was like, what? And I said, do you have any music like left over? And he goes, you know what? I'm going to do it all from scratch. I want to start over. And so he just, you know, it's four hours, pretty much four hours of music. And it's unbelievable. He did. He just destroyed it. And oh, and we we are doing a. It's coming out. I don't know exactly when it comes out. We'll have to check out. But a um, we're doing a vinyl box. So like, if you're into vinyl, oh wow, you know, they're gonna do they're gonna do a full release of the soundtrack on, on vinyl. And that should be that's pretty cool. As well as of course at Apple Music, you can see you can. You can check it out. Uh, well, Zach, I'd like to ask a follow-up question about that uh, topic because I loved the soundtrack for Man of Steel. Was Hans Zimmer did that? Do you have yeah. um, favorite uh, composers that you like working with, and and how do you end up choosing one? Because there are a lot of great ones out there, and, and uh, Hans is is legendary. Uh, so why change? You know, in the same cinematic universe and do a different well, composer. Hans, Hans and Junkie work together. That's why I, I met Junkie. Uh, he came, um, you know, from from sort of uh, Hans's camp. And that's how we got, that's how we sort of got together. And then, um, you know, when, you know, because the two of them um, did uh, Batman versus Superman together. Okay. And then um, they, they, and then when we went on to Justice League, um, I was like, okay, Junkie, you, you want to do it? You want to do the whole thing? And he was like, absolutely. And we worked, he did, um, you know, he did Fury Road and, of a bunch of other amazing soundtracks, um, you know, and it's just, uh, uh, and he just finished Army of the Dead for me. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And w- uh, yeah uh, when is the release on that? Shot right over there in Atlantic City. When's yeah. the release on, on, on that? We we hear it was bumped back again. Uh, May 21st. May 21st. Okay. Uh, just to also be ready. To, to, right. I'll be back on the show in no time. Oh, you, <laughs> bet, you, you bet your ass. You, you made a We're critical... A critical mistake in 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 uh, answering our texts because we're going to be on you like white on rice. But the um, and I just want to convey the excitement to people who may not understand. For example, and I think I mentioned to you uh, this to you at the campout. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, the original theatrical cut, really enjoyed. Yet there were some things like like that to me were like, well, there there didn't seem to be an explanation fully. When I saw the full director's cut with the additional footage in it, it. It was. It was. Um, it, it took greatness and made it even better because, to me, it. Uh, you know, all those things are filled in. To know that you've had this ability to go back and add in those little things, and there, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. I had to do a little research, so I, I know there are a couple of new characters that make appearances that are going to rock fans' worlds. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, are, is it? Is it? Are you kind of like a guy who has the ultimate gift to give someone on the hot, you know, on Christmas or whatever, and now you can get to see them unwrap it and get the reaction? Yeah, I mean that's a cool way to look at it. I, I, I hope fans get this, take this opportunity to really, um, and, and I think if you haven't seen Justice League, you know, at all then you really, I think this really represents an amazing opportunity to just kind of go deep into a world. And, and um, 
excited that people are going to get that chance. All right, so um, what other press are you doing today? I know you have a watch party, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that, but uh, where else can t- can your fans uh, catch you today? Yeah, there's a watch party. Um, I don't know if it's live, but I'm doing a uh, thing for 300, <laughs> weirdly, um, with uh, um, Stephanopoulos. Uh, uh, um, uh, with the Hellenic League, because uh, you know it was the, um, I think it's the 2000. No, it's got to be more than that. It's 480 BC. So. The the anniversary of the yeah. Battle of Thermopylae. Yeah, it's the fat. It's one of the anniversaries. Like, uh, <laughs> but it's thousands of years. But, it, 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 but that's exciting. So I'm talking to them. Are you going to have anybody oh. from the battle attending? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leonidas is coming. Uh, It's weird that I was like, wow, that's a... uh, that's a blast from the past, but you absolutely have to do that. What an honor to have so, some of the original veterans in attendance. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We better hurry up and get their stories. So, uh, uh, you know, before it's too late. What? Go press. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing a couple of, uh, yeah, watch. Well, I don't even, like, you, I'm delirious, so I, I can't remember. I don't know. It's well, early. Well, go- around, but, but always stopping here is yes. you know, important. We nice. appreciate that. Um, down the road, you've got uh, Army of the Dead. What is the, uh, what's the projected release on that? He, he said May. That's May. Oh, you said May. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then yeah, I, yeah. I'd i seen that it oh, was. I keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, announced that uh, that you're going to do the Fountainhead. Is that correct? Well, no, I, I own the Fountainhead. I don't really have a, uh, we don't really have a, a model for it. Um you know, but uh, I got it. It's kind of uh, on the, I would say it's on a slow burn. Okay, um, okay. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the next thing I'm doing, um, I'm trying to do this small movie that I, I wrote with my friend Kurt Johnstad, who actually wrote the script, um, uh, called uh, Horse Latitudes. And uh, we're just going to, it's a movie that we want to just go shoot in South America, you know, with two guys. And it's like, it's it's like a real um sort of micro budget movie and then um that's got to be refreshing we'll that, that that's gonna have to be yeah <laughs> it's like, that's like a, go a complete diversion the actors you know what i mean so that's cool. what so what does this mean just quickly um you've got this the reaction so far has been tremendous uh everything sort of stopped for the Snyderverse. do you think hbo max do you think we are seeing perhaps um the potential for allowing you to complete your longer game then uh, listen, I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's not necessarily, I didn't, I didn't make it with that in, intention. We did make the movie yeah. with the, um, when we originally filmed the movie, we assumed there would be two more movies. That's kind of how the movie's made. Um, there's a cliffhanger at the end and I know <laughs> it's rude that there's a cliffhanger for, uh, a movie that may not get a sequel, but. It's just the way it was constructed, and I wanted to do it exactly as we had talked about. Um, so, uh, you know, look, I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking to you guys about this. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. Weird, stranger things have happened. So, All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but uh, Army of the Dead is going to be released on May 21st. Yeah, and right. I don't know if we talked about <laughs> where, where, where is it going to be released? I, I don't know if we That's did. on Netflix. It's Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Okay. Netflix has been amazing. You are going to get, um, trust me, you will know where Army of the Dead is playing and what it's about. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix does not 
we they do not play. Yeah. No, no, they, right. they like to advertise. Yeah. yeah. You trust me. And the trailer um, I saw is coming it. really soon in April, like right at the beginning of April, like I think middle middle-ish of April. And the, the new trailer is okay. just a, a a it's a butt kicker. Okay. And I say a works in normal. You can say yeah. Yeah, and I was saying ass kicker. Ass kicker. Yeah. No, but it is a ass kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to thank you again for joining us this morning, and then also I want to thank you because uh, when I was texting with you the other day. Uh, you know, my son was next to me, and I go, hey, I just uh, I just got a text from Zack Snyder. And he was like, no way. <laughs> and so I looked really, really cool. And he was like, tell him I said hi, I'm a huge fan. And so I did. And then you texted back. And then I promised him I would say this. He said, you have to put in a character in your next movie whose name is Seamus. Because that is his name. Oh, my God. So, there so you go. Cute. There we go. There you go. <laughs> it's super Seamus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, my son's name is Ben. If you're oh, yeah. no, no, no. Leave Zach alone. Soon he's going to be doing shout-outs. Yeah, so right, right. Right. Um, well, listen, Zach, thanks again. Uh, oh, it, it. It's a big day for you. And also for uh, AFSP, like you said, uh, you know, uh, people uh, bring awareness to that and suicide uh, prevention. And and uh, and uh, getting uh, therapy and uh, for people who need it. So uh, we appreciate the time. Yes, Casey. Yeah, we do have information about that on our website. Okay. Yep. It's uh, it's located. That's if awesome. you'd Thanks, like guys. to donate, you can our pleasure. Great to talk to you, Zach. Good luck with everything and congratulations. All right. Uh, yeah, you can go check out. Justice League on HBO Max, and I will talk to you guys later. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Guys. Wow. Wow. Huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, stoked for tonight. Yes. Uh, or as soon as... Are you going gonna to watch it today? I want to watch it straight through. And yep. it's, a t- it's a tough thing on a work, on a school night. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. Uh, if not, it'll be tomorrow because I want I want to live and go into this world. Nice. I'm so damn excited. <laughs> All right. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.